Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Session. Report to the chat room, pen and pat a hand. You wanna be 
get early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rap tools. They're bought by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts. You're witnessing a pose off, think pose off, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do the they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any soul off. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 family, peace to you and yours. This is Noble Edge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your brother, Brother Blue Pill, soon to be joined by my brother, Brother Red Pill, okay? You're back in the building, glad to be home, of course, you know, uh, we have a uh, very special episode, of course, put together for the family tonight. This broadcast tonight is about you. Okay, we'll open up the lines and, you know what I'm saying, we want to see what's on the mind of the people out there in the audience. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in people's personal lives. There's a lot going on in the quote-unquote community. So, you know, Every now and then we do these shows to uh, get an idea about what's really going on out there. How do you feel? What's on your mind? What are your concerns? Certain people are looking for certain things out of this experience. If there's anything that we can do to help, you know, that's what we're here for. So we want to know what's good, all right? We want to know what's good with you. Um, I'm sure we got some announcements that we got to make. All right, so we'll be getting through to some of that. Brother Red, if you're on the phone, press 1. Okay. Yeah, I think that uh, we also we should be joined by KT. I'm sure that he'll be dropping by. All right, so no further ado, call it from the 347-650. Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to you and yours. It's your brother Red Pill reporting live and direct. Uh, yeah, in the building. How you doing? It's good. Yeah, yeah, we understand. Family chat room is open. All right, I don't see too many people over there, but it's open nonetheless. That's cool. Yeah, so we missed you guys on Friday. Our apologies, of course. Scheduling conflicts, we were out in the world. Um, dealing with the aftermath of 
Dr. Ben is going home service and things yeah. of that nature. You know, yeah, time just wouldn't permit us to, um, you know, lock into one location for three or four hours. We was moving around. So, you know, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on, you know, yesterday. I mean, um, it felt like yesterday, but yeah, Friday evening, you know what I'm saying? For the entire Friday, for that matter, uh, we did not make the burial service, but we did make the wake. You know what I'm saying? We represented the entire KTL family who couldn't make it. Uh, um, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, it was um, it was definitely a powerful service in regards to the uh, words that were said by our brothers and sisters who came up to the podium. Um, Brother Professor James Smalls officiated the event. Salute to him. Hotep to that brother. You know, he definitely brought a level of um, just clarity, understanding, respect, peace, love, light. You know, he officiated the opening of the mouth ceremony. Um, Got started, our brother Samaj, Baba Heru. You know, uh, he did a very excellent job. Him and the Queens, the company accompanied him. They did a yes. very, uh, very powerful ritual, pair the, uh, the spirits, and whatnot. Um, there were a lot of people who got up there and spoke. Um, what was very riveting was to hear his family members, his uh, well, the, the sister who was representing his family, come up there and his daughter, yeah. Yeah, his, one of his daughters, his, her words echoed, you know, <clears throat> throughout the, uh, that's what I walked away she with. Was blown. Words she, yeah, she was blown. She was, she was definitely and a, what she said, a beacon. Yeah. She, she a conduit, you know what I'm saying, of, 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 of mercury energy, you know, her communications were resounding. You know, right. I know that the brother is, known and, and accredited with books that he wrote, you know what I'm saying, in his field work. But he also was a powerful orator. You know, me and Red were looking at some of his past lectures. You know what I'm saying? Um, the brother, yeah, he wasn't only well-spoken. And when I say well-spoken, I don't mean one who masters the king's English. I mean one who has a dexterity with words where they can paint pictures and they can, you know, affect you emotionally, you know what I'm saying? And, and they have humor and wit, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they make the ladies laugh, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, those are the skills that are most important, you know what I'm saying? And, and that brother was able, you know, but also at time of war to unsheath his sword and, and, and cut heads, you know what I'm saying? So that is that is what he represented on the microphone. And his daughter, she got that passed down directly to her, you know, because she was beaming. She was going in. She caught the spirit. 
Yeah, well, she, you know, one of the uh, most important messages that she left with the family is that, you know, <clears throat> the great master teacher has left a legacy behind. You know, he, uh, I, I highly doubt that anybody will come along to fill those shoes. You know, I don't, I don't know if that's anyone's, you know, life goal. That's, you know, I don't know if anybody on the lecture circuit or is out there teaching, if that's what it is that they're trying to do. But um, I highly doubt that they'll be able to do that. Um, he is one of the last greats of his generation. There's a certain, like uh, Mama Pill talks about it, my grandfather, when he was alive, spoke of it. And other people speak of the, you know, the, the pedigree and the breed of those brothers and sisters from that era, those giants. You know, uh, Dr. Sabi being of that generation, um, Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, Ivan Van Sertima, and there's so many others, you know, that um, they left behind um, a plethora of research and work. Um, for all of my Google scholars out there and brothers and sisters who think that you know, they're bringing something new to the game. You know, um, there's an age of saying that there's really nothing new under the sun. Um, of the, and, I, and I, I'm not saying it to discourage anybody from bringing anything new to the table because, you know, prove me wrong. I'm bring sure it. That, yeah, bring it. Yeah. The, the, you know, we live in there's a world. There's room in this space. In it, yeah, yeah, we're in like, nation. We're in a deluge. Like, there is a lot of stuff that is coming forth. Um, for those of us who are willing to reach into the uh, Akashic records or into the ethers of our minds and pull those gems, then let's do it. But for those of us who are students of those, the great master teachers, um, all I'm saying is, you know, take advantage of the fact that the work has been done. Uh, you could bring another level of expertise to the table. We are, we are in the digital age. Uh, just this weekend, I was immersed in research dealing with the technologies that are available to us as editors, as content creators, as, um, you know, um, digital 3D programmers and things of that nature. Like, you know, I'm challenging at the end of the day. You know, I'm... Your phone is crack-a-lacking. I'm challenging those amongst us claim to be, you know, uh, very savvy with technology. And, you know, those of us who have mastered different systems, there's so many out there that I could click, I could do a 12 a.m. click, still naming them. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many programs, I can't even start. You know, there's 3D programs, there's all of these different programs you claim you know, there's comic creator programs, there's whiteboard creator programs, there's the video editing programs, there's, you know, 3D programming, sculpting programs, all of these programs that deal with manipulating, you know, scripts or manipulating um, iconography and, and, and images and things of that nature. So we claim that, you know, we want to speak to the children and we want to save the babies and we want to speak that language of the people and we're here for the youth. Or the youth is on the Xbox, they on their phone, the youth is on the PS4, 
waiting for the PS5. You know, the youth is watching 100-inch 4K televisions and stuff like that. And if your information does not fit within those modalities, they on their iPods, they waiting for the Oculus Rift for the virtual reality. You know, they, they plugged in. They in the future. They, they silver surfing. So the job, or rather the task, for those of us of this era who have come along and we are stu- students of the brothers and sisters who preceded us, I feel like it's our job to take the skills uh, that we have a, a, um, accumulated and put it to task and take the works out of these books, you know, translated from these VHS tapes, you know, these old documentaries that were made and things of that nature, the uh, the lectures and stuff like that, and give it a new age, you know what I'm saying, a new world twist, you know, give it an upgrade, give it a, give it a, you know, apply Moore's law to it, upgrade it, 4.5 and 6.0 to information so it could be easily digested by the children. That's what Tyreek Nashi did with Hidden Colors. He took all of that old information and he he gave it a remix. He gave it a facelift. You know what I'm saying? It's not rocket science. You know? So for the homeschoolers that are out there, for the authors that are out there, for the brothers and sisters who have uh, scripts that they're sitting on, they have all of these books that they have they've written for the brothers and sisters behind the wall. That's kicking out all of this information. They they writing books behind the wall. You got twenty, thirty, forty. You might have life. You know, you writing all these subway novels and scripts and stuff like that. It's time to take that to a whole other level. You know, and um, in upcoming shows, we'll be bringing on some uh, masters in those fields and experts in those fields to help explain to you what is uh, going on in the real world or the matrix for that matter or the um, different sectors that you might not be familiar with because, you know, you're just not exposed to that. You know what I'm saying? You just not, might not be exposed to that. Your thing might be, you know, history that preceded, that took place 10,000 years ago. You might be in your DeLorean. And at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing really wrong with that, but you can, you know, because you're, you're still useful. You know, the information that you're digging up and whatnot, that's useful. Everything is useful. Everything is applicable. Everything is needed at the end of the day because of this war that we are at, that we are currently in, this information war, this spiritual war, this mental war, this physical. It's, I mean, you know, you can talk about it, but it's all around us. So, you know, at the end of the day, we got to do everything that works. Like on Easter, I happened to turn on the TV and saw the Ten Commandments. You feel Talk me? Like it. on a 60 on a sixty inch, the shit was like on a clean Sony. And I was like, God damn, you know, I, I see where the, I see where the spell came. They, they was rocking the shit like Ra Omar, like whoever did the costumes, like, I hope they got an award for that, you know. And um, and I, I see how thick the spell was because you know, the the it just you know the lights, the the the, the color. It was the, it was an emotionally engaging story. I remember like yeah, it was crazy. epic. Remember the the Ben Hur's and the 
Ten Commandments and, you know what I'm saying, something of that scale had never been done. You know, they had never thrown a budget toward. That was the Star Wars of its day. You feel me? And it was tying into something that the people were getting ceremoniously droned by every Sunday and every other day of the week that they lived in those households about Moses. Now you had a Big Ten event to go along with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they took the paintbrushes out. Yeah. Shiny, you know what I mean? With the shiny baldy you had. Charles Heston, you know what I mean, with the burlap on, you know what I mean, cutting, he got the sheepskin on, like, I couldn't, I mean, I, yeah. I see what it did, it was a tsunami, it washed y'all, it washed, the, it washed up the elders, you couldn't run from that, you know what I'm saying, you couldn't run from that, I understand what happened to you, you know, you got, you got drone, you know what I'm saying, MGM drone niggas, like, hard body, and I was just like, damn, you know, shit's in technicolor. Like, you know, how could you combat that? But fast forward to today, you know, we live in an age of revolution. And when I say revolution, you know, don't grab the AK. You know, don't go for the chopper. It's about that right now because, you know, we know that if you grab the chopper, nine times out of ten you might hit your boy. It's friendly fire, you know. You ain't going to wash up nobody else. So we don't even have to have that conversation right now. The revolution that's taking place is a digital light revolution. You understand what I'm saying? It's an electric, it's electrified revolution that's taking place. Um, you know, like I said before, and, and I say it again, you live in a tech boom, okay? Every time you log on to Facebook, you know, it's two type of news that I see every day online. It's just maybe because of my friend list. But I see black people crying and complaining, and I see the euros cashing out. One billion here, ten billion there, five billion there, eighty million there, nine hundred million here. It's all technology. Like the numbers Cash, are retarded. Cashing out. They just cashing out. You know, and we just talking about, I don't know, dots and, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what they talking about. Yeah, it's just, it's just misery on our side. You know what I'm saying? It's just misery on all forms and fashions, all forms. There's no results. But anyway, but that's your revolution that's taking place. Like, they're re, they're revolting. There There's a revolution and things are being disrupted. You know, there's a, there's a boom taking place. And it's in technology, and it deals with numbers. It deals with problem solving. It deals with ideas and high concepts. Remember, family, you have physical technology, which is hardware and software, but for any of those to be created, they had to go through the realm of mental technology, mental technology being ideas and concepts. People sit around and brainstorm and think. That's technology. What we do on this show, that the, we 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 are we are technopreneurs. You understand what I'm saying? KTL is a tech workshop because we deal with brothers and sisters who come forth and usher in technology, new ways of thinking, new concepts and ideas that challenge outdated and, and can, outmoded. Can you explain? Concepts. Can you give a definitive definition? for technology, you know what I'm saying? Because when people hear technology, I think the only thing that comes to mind are gadgets, you know, 
can you give a more broad definition of what you what you're referring to when you say people come on our show and they bring forth technology? Well, technology, like I said, is problem. It, it is the art, or rather, the act of solving problems, right? Taking a, taking a problem and applying knowledge, know the ledge. When when you apply knowledge, when you when you apply knowledge, what you are left with is wisdom. The outcome of knowledge applied, the result of that is wisdom, and that, uh, friends, is technology, which is science. It is a form of science, but it's technology. Okay, so knowledge applied is wisdom, which is technology. Okay, so if I write up a code, if I put together a code or an algorithm and I apply it, I launch you, it. You broke up. I, I, you said if you write what? If I write a code, like let's say that I'm a okay. code writer and I'm writing in a coding language like HTML, Ruby Rails, PHP, these are the different languages, CSS, HTML, these are the different coding languages that the computer understands. Facts? Right. So the etymology of technology is the utterance of words to bring about solutions, okay? The utterance of words to bring about solutions. Now, for my brothers and sisters who are Comitian scholars and brothers and sisters who are well-studied in the comedic studies, <laughs> the person who is attributed to creating the universe through the uttering of the holy word is Ptah, the opener, Ptah, okay? Yes. So Ptah is the father of technology family, Ptah, P-T-A-H, the same uh, teeth or iconography that you brothers and sisters see when they say, oh, that's not the Oscars, that's Ptah, that's Ptah. You know, whenever the Oscars come around and you go on Facebook, yeah, and show, yeah, but uh, yeah, he um, have his he have his two days of infamy. When yes, yeah, when niggas got to teach out. you guitars, yeah, he gets the shout yes, outs. Yes. But other than yes, that, he gets the shout outs. Yes. Other than that, we don't really hear too much about the uh, influence, or rather, the um, the attributes of Patar and who and we, you you don't I, they don't identify who Patar of these days are. One of the brothers who amplified or exemplified the qualities of Patal was Imhotep in his day and age for the technology yes. that he was creating and for, you know, the, the problems or whatever or the solutions that he was bringing forth. Then you yes. have, fast forward, you have your George Washington Carvers who was, you know, um, attributed to, you know, over 100-plus inventions. He was a technology technology major of his days and times. Then you had the 100-plus inventors that came forth post-slavery. Those were your tech majors of those times who were tapping into the Patar energy. Then you had the brother who created the cell phone recently. I mean, not recently, but, you know, the phone that we are on, family, the smartphones. If you even have a dumb phone, you know, it could be traced back to the inventions of the brother who created the technology that has made that, that that's responsible for the cellular phone. That was a brother. That was an Aboriginal Indigenous brother. Okay, so he was tapping into the Patar energy. 
So what I'm saying is, even if you are in your DeLorean, even if you are romanticizing the uh, stones of Timmet, you know what I'm saying? Even if you are, you know, encapsulated by the uh, the doings of Seti the First or Ramses the Third, it doesn't matter, you know, if you can apply that to your current situation into now and into into today or the now. Yeah. If you ain't going all the way back in time to bring something back, then that's a level. That's a form of escapism, my nigga. Like that's that's you're running real far away from the problem. Like you're running ten thousand years away from the problem, thinking that you are running. Hundred miles and running. Yeah. Yeah, but not knowing that you run in a circle. You you know you'll always come back to where you're running from. So let me um make mention today. I was in the midst of Batar incarnates this day and time. We have a few in the community um, such as this. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, what did y'all do? It's like, no, you know, we, we, we opened a forum and provided a way for the geniuses amongst us to be known. And we're not alone in that dubious duty. There are other people that have blog talk shows that do the same thing as Brothers out there, Sidenetta TV, you know what I'm saying? Um, our brother Rich, you know, there are a few other, you know, YouTube channels that provide those services. So, you know, brother Hank Rising Son, Lester Loving, I was I was in the midst of these geniuses today, you know, and brother Hank Rising Son has, you know, come across what he's calling uh, pyramid water, you know what I'm saying, utilizing some of our ancient technologies to create a superior water um, that, you know, uh, uh, some of the best water I've tasted in a while. I got some from the brother. going to be incorporating the water into my line very shortly. And, of course, the brother Lester Loving, you know what I'm saying, still creating all of these designs of the sacred geometric sand shapes that are out there in the universe, explaining to people you know, with the shape of the earth, showing them those shapes and models and, you know, these brothers, these other. Yeah, I'm back. My line dropped. But geniuses, you feel me? And the brother left talking to me about, you know, what the possibilities are. Hello? You hear me? No, I can't hear you. Oh, your line dropped too. Hold on. Yeah, we're going to wait for Red to call back in. All right, there we go. Peace, yeah, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the brother Lester Loving is showing me the modules and everything. He's like, yo, he's trying to get the 3D printer. We could be banging these out. You feel me? From now to kingdom come in terms of like, we're talking about next level education. I think that we're up here freestyling about KTL University and the possibilities and everything. We're just working on getting things right so we don't have to fall on our face. You know? It could be yeah, content creators with co-creators and everything to, to make this university do what it is. But there's a physicality about this university. You don't have to 
babies need the phone breaking up. Books as well as the dish. Your phone breaking up. You know what I'm saying? Three way lines. Yeah. And the tools are. Yo, your phone breaking up. The, the evening. Paul. I said your phone is breaking up. From my end, from what I hear, it was breaking up. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> brother's call drop. Give me a minute to come back. But um, like he was saying, um, you know, just due to the research and from what I'm what I'm what I'm seeing, the need for a physical location, you know, to bring the babies and all the way to the elders. I'm talking about from the elders all the way to the babies. Everybody needs this. Everybody should be. Um, given the chance or at least shown the possibilities that are in front of us or that await us if we embrace or or rather when we embrace or for those of us who are even built to embrace because this is not for everybody. Like, let's be clear. This definitely is not for everybody. Everybody's not going to be a code programmer. Everybody's not going to get into 3D modeling. Everybody's not going to get into 3D printing. This is not for everybody. You know, it never was. It never meant to be like that. You know, let's not, let's be clear. Um, But there are a whole bunch of us that exist within the community and outside the community because it ain't a community thing. It is a community thing, but if we need to get talent or brothers and sisters who are qualified to do the work, then we're going to, that's what we're going to have to go reach out. We might even have to run up in a church where do we got to go to get people to come on board in order to do the work, in order to create, in order to build wealth, in order to um, tap into the race? Because there's a race taking place, and I'll be goddamn if I'm going to stand up the sidelines, you know, uh, <clears throat> giving out angry water or, you know, protesting on the sidelines while the race is taking place and acting like, you know, I don't know that there's a whole bunch of solutions that are out there that will have people, you know, if you need something to be done, if you need some kind of solutions, if you really about that life, then, you know, we'll be able to even, you know, be in a position to be about that. Yeah. So I was just telling the family that, you know, what you were saying about the need for physical locations, um, brick and mortar, in order to, huh? Indeed, in my home, you breaking up. I don't know. It would just be my phone and perception. Um, <clears throat> family in the chat room, let me know. It says transmission coming through clear. Yeah. That'll be a better thing. Yeah. But um, not only the importance of a brick and mortar, you know what I'm saying, but this function that we went to Friday evening, you know what I'm saying, uh, so we knew that the show wasn't going to go on. We was already in Brooklyn. We stopped by a function called Duende Natural, okay? And when you get a chance, family, write this down. This is your homework assignment. You know, I don't want to be sounding empty by giving you assignment. This is for your own men. Indulging. 
Dende D U E N D E N A U R A L dot com. Duende Natural dot com. And these are a collective of brothers and sisters who just came back from Costa Rica who own property in Costa Rica. You know what I'm saying? They bossed up, got them some property in Costa Rica <clears throat> that I'm breaking up. Can you hear me? I can you. Take your phones out. Yes. So, like the brother Blue was saying, um, these brothers and sisters, it was six of them in total, they are investors in um, land, okay, actual land in Costa Rica. And what they were doing in this presentation was showing the family opportunities that await us, all right? This was a presentation or a demonstration, rather, to show the family that gathered and also those who were were not in um, attendance for those who would be able to hear about this information, such as this audience tonight, that they are looking to grow their community with brothers and sisters who are coming, who are willing to come down and invest and build, all right? Uh, they were speaking about opportunities that await us in the tourism industry, fact that Costa Rica, the coastlines of Costa Rica, much like the coastlines of many other South American countries, are being um, heavily visited by other nationalities, people from other different uh, corners of the world. They are flocking to places like Bolivia, Costa Rica, Ecuador, uh, Venezuela. I don't know about Venezuela, but you get the drift. And um, they were speaking about the um, the affordability of the land. This uh, this this currently available. They were speaking about the abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables that grow on the trees, <laughs> like the uh, stories that we you know come across when we read the accounts of the elders, the indigenous aboriginals, when they speak yes. about the abundance of food, the abundance of quote unquote natural resources, uh precious stones and metals and things of that nature. Um, what they were bearing witness, they were saying that it's all real, that it's all there. Everything yeah. that you and heard, this side of the island that they're on is melanated. There's a lot of Jamaicans that. on that side of the island. Um, they're carrying on traditional spiritual practices, if you know what I mean, on that side of the island. It was just beautiful. The footage they were showing us, the pictures, you know, they yeah. said it's like an uh, insurmountable yeah, amount of opportunities that. available to do global trade. You know, the farmers, they have black farmers over there that they're dealing with, and these farmers have a, um, they they got free import-export, so you could be pushing products without no taxes. Like, it's just, it's a lot of ways to come up. You know what I'm saying, and you could plant, you could plant your pole in, in, in international soil, so to speak. You know what I'm saying. We know that it's still part of the Americas, but you know what I'm talking about. God damn it, if you got a passport and a visa, you treat it right. like it's somewhere else. So mm-hmm. that's right in our, in our backyard. And then the brother was showing um, stuff on a on a computer screen 
about property that's available right here in New York State. 50 acres for 40 racks. Come on now. No excuses. None. You could take your 3D printers up there, set up a container home or a tiny home. You could buy one of them for 10 racks. Or you could build your own with your hands on some um, little house on the prairie shit. Yeah. Uh, or you could pitch a tent. monolithic dome or prefab. 50 curse. Okay? Cool. Two hours from the city. I don't want to hear that. Y'all don't want to be in the mountains with Europeans. The city with Europeans. Okay? You in the hood with Europeans now. You for Europeans. <laughs> you down in 30 with hostile Europeans next to militia, clan, and all of that. Stop it. Okay? You got 50 acres. You could be lost on your property. They ain't got to see right. you. Stop making excuses. Get you some 3D printers. Two or three is good enough. And you can, you know, do your thing and bring all of your bread and everything is online, family. And you can farm and bring all of that stuff down to the farmer's market right here in New York. Europeans are paying top dollar. You know what I'm saying? Terrence Miller, grow some stuff that they ain't got out here. You know what I'm saying? Find out how to create the greenhouses where you could grow anything in there. Anything in climate, come on now. Source, source of permaculture tricks going 50 acres. You could build. And this is pristine. If anybody been upstate like New York, University. yeah, this is this is near that Bear Mountain property. Like, come on, all of that is good country land. That's fresh air. They're not chemtrailing up there. You know what I'm saying? The water might still be pure in them streams. You could go hunting. You could teach yourself whatever you need to teach yourself. You already felt what the goddamn wind in New York felt like, so don't even try to front like you can't deal with cold weather. You got to deal with it now that you're in New York. You know? They gentrified the weather. Yeah, it's really gentrified now. So cut it out. These are the conditions that you live in under anyway in the city. Might as well be in the country an hour or two out with your family, building, communing, you know what I'm saying? Learning target practice on your property, building pyramids on your property. Doing whatever you want, 40 racks of 50 acres? You could dock the York land. And, and this is freestyle footage. He pulled up something. He's like, yo, I was just on the computer today just pulling stuff up. He's like, it's all out there. And I knew from looking at a, um, uh, a website last year for land and property, all kind of ridiculous amounts for damn near nothing. They selling property in Belize. You know what I'm saying? They selling pro- they selling a whole resort. You could buy, you could cop a whole resort out there for like thirty, with all of the fruit trees and everything already on your land. Resort ready to go. A resorts in Grenada, flat rack. Come on, B. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. I already have And we can't just up. That's it. You know? 
Well, look to invest in something that might secure your future when you can bust a move. You know? Hold on, let me open up the board line down. Yeah, your line is back, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, like, it's really real. They, and I, they, hold on. They they explained the situation that Ross Baraka implemented this month, February, on Valentine's Day in Newark, where he was selling open lots for $1,000 to couples. He showed how his people went and bought three lots, right? Three lots, right? <laughs> And went to the bank and got the loan already on them lots for 25 racks. And that shit was already worth 250 And they're building on it right now. Yep. Like, there's people no, out there doing the, things. I think they got the loan for 250 racks and the property was worth 25 I think. Oh, yeah, they, 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 um, they sold it for a rack, but it was was itemized or mm-hmm. what do they call that? Um, it was valued at twenty five. Valued at twenty five. They borrowed yeah. twenty. They borrowed against it at two fifty. Yeah, so that's the reality of the situation. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I believe he said that they're getting ready to do that again on Mother's Day. So, you know. If you are um, with your lady, you know what I'm saying, and y'all have that sound relationship, and you're looking to build and become property owners, things of that nature, if you are even mentally invested into being in this country that long, and that's what you want to do, you know what I'm saying, if you see that as your future, opportunity is going to be available shortly. Prepare yourself for it, you know what I'm saying, and, and jump on top of things when it pops up. You feel me? That's the come up. Come up's right there. So, you know, there's ways, family. There's going to be a 3D printer convention coming to New York City. Uh, If it's not this weekend, it's next week. I'll look it up for you real quick. You know, if you are in the city and you want to go as a team, holler at us. We could all go down there together so you can see what these 3D printers are capable of, what they're doing, you know, how the fact that that's an entirely new industry. You can make your toys from there. You can make parts. You can supply parts. You can mark it down, you know what I'm saying, and get your weight up doing that. I can't hear you. I said you can make toys, you can make arts and crafts, you can make weapons. They're even talking about the ability to 3D print food. You can prototype your ideas. Any ideas that you have, you can make prototypes or for the 3D print. So I didn't hear. I think the, the time for excuses yeah. are running out. Family. I can't hear you. I don't think you want to fuck. Get a chat, y'all. You know what he sounds like coming through. Cause he sounds 
Asia on my end. Yeah, let me know. What they say? Can you hear me coming through? Can you hear me? Am I clear? I hear you. No, can they hear me as well? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the ability or the opportunities, I mean, the, the time for excuses, you know, that hourglass, that shit is running out very fast. The time for the organizations that com- compromise this community, the time for the leaders or those figureheads that's running around, you know, their time is running out for excuses as well because, you know, the, there's so much that needs to be done, that can be done, that, you know, if it's just remaining, if, if the conversation is so laden in folliness and shit is so downstairs, like, you know, they're not. Nobody's gonna move in the way that they're supposed to move. I mean, I, I don't know about. I know where I'm going, but I, I mean, the majority of the people that's caught in that web, they gotta snap out of it. They gotta get their priorities in order. You know, they gotta bury whatever little hatches that they're running around with, and they gotta get on their fucking jobs. You know what I'm saying? Part of the French, but. I mean, the walls are closing in. This is the scene in the Matrix where the damn ceiling is cracking and the Sentinels is coming. Like, they still sitting around having those meetings with with uh, Homie um, and uh, uh, Morpheus and, and and the Captain and uh, Jada Pinkett <laughs> sipping on tea or whatever they're doing, playing with their thumbs. You know, it's sad. It's scary, you know, all of the money that's being made off of all of these different endeavors, and nothing is going back into anything, not a thing. Ain't one 3D printer got purchased in the whole damn community yet. Yeah, and y'all didn't even finance and fund my homies over there at the Moabit Association, D. Miller, talking about good people, man, with sound ideas. In the funding, you know, but maybe you don't know what 3D printers do. So come out to 3D Print Design Show, okay, family? It's from April 16th to April 17th, which is Friday, I believe, right? Or Thursday or Friday? Tomorrow's the mm-hmm. 15th, Thursday is the 16th, yeah, 8.15 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. Jacob Javis, okay, they said registration is free. The design uh, show is free there. and also grants access to the 3D print art show, 3D print fashion show, and the inside 3D print exhibit hall. Okay, this is going down, family. Starts on the 16th and ends on the 17th. You need to be there. This is for the printing industry, the 3D printing industry. This is colossal. All right? So... And this package is worth seventeen hundred. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you can register for free. So, what you gonna do? You gonna pass hey, that up? Me up right now while you on the show. Ah, uh, I already know. By hook or crook, you better get in there. Shit. Burn. Shit. This shit is worth it. Brick. Yeah, get up in there. 
Yeah, let me um before I continue, let me give a shout out to uh, our brother, because all's not lost. You know what I'm saying, brother David West from the Indiana Pacers. I don't know what his number is, but this brother David West was um to have said to have donated. You know what I'm saying, a substantial amount to cover the cost of Dr. Ben's funeral service. You know, and I also was told that Reverend Al Sharpton did. So, you know, take for what it is. But, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? He made it happen. Maybe. People say that, yeah, people say that bread don't matter in this game. I'm like, huh? Sure. Nigga, bread could get you an epitaph on some tombstone these days. Like, you know, let's not be so naive. So, yeah, you know, the people are out there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm only concerned with getting to work with those who want to put this work in. Cause that's the time that it is. That's the time that we're in, you know, and it's exciting if you see it for what it is. It's not as daunting as you may think. For real. Make a quick Man. announcement. Um, I just got the final edit back for the first part of the Law 44 webinar, The Theorem of Everything. I'm going to be sending out links to people who have paid uh, for that for that lecture, for that webinar and everything. So that'll be going out, y'all, tomorrow. You should have that in your emails, all right? And we'll take the discussion thus far from there. I'm, I'm writing the book, you know, I'm getting down and actually putting pen and paper and fleshing this out. So by the time the next blood moon comes in, this project should be finished. It's going to be a, a, a technological marvel because I'm doing it digitally as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting all of the bells and whistles on it. It deserves it. And just to speak about, you know, a change of events, a turn of energy, you know, fluctuation, you know, um, the premise of what I was breaking down you know, in that webinar, I was speaking about the blood moons, the monologues is what I called them, and I was explaining how this energy was moving through the universe and how it was being shown in society by the aggressive tactics that the paramilitary force, i.e. Mars, Aries, was taking out on melanated men, you know, throughout our cycle. And um, on April 2nd, they killed a brother in Oklahoma. He was 44 years old, you know, rest in power to him. And then, of course, on April 4th, you know, they killed the brother, uh, Walter Scott, I believe his name Scott. is. Yeah, the new hot boy. Yeah, and rest in peace, yes, to him as well. Was he 50? Yeah, he was 50, and the officer was 33. It's a 17-year difference. Um, so that's a 44, you know. And what I noticed is that in less than a week, both of those co those cases got jammed up in regards to charges being brought. You know what I'm saying? The same thing that our people was crying and lamenting for and what have you because they have a very skewed sense of what justice is. You know what I'm saying? I come from the school where justice is I, nah, or one of, you know, three of yours for one of mine. But, you know, for some people, I, that's, you know, that's not their form of justice. They want to take it through the courts. But any which way, if you sit back and then you observe these things, you know, I'm seeing 
an accelerated pace in which, you know, the, the hands of justice are somewhat kind of swift these days. You feel me? And, um, yeah. you know, I, I attribute that to moving the energy. You know what I'm saying? Every time that I speak about we set new patterns, we, 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 we put things in order, and I would rather see it happening this way than opposed to what we were seeing last year when it was just awful. We were just getting washed. No hope, you know what I mean? So hopefully, you know, this tyrannical force will continue to be exposed for, you know, who and what they are, you know what I'm saying? And that will continuously, uh, you know, crack the door further and further and further for, you know, people to finally come in and take the shot that needs to be taken to knock them off of their high horse. And, uh, you know, that was just something with what I've seen, you know, even with the footage, you know what I'm saying, that police still getting the murder charge. And, you know, just the conversation changing overnight, you feel me? So I'm very observant in regards to the class of the law 44. But, you know, so that tells me we need to get the word out more and to get this footage to more people, you know what I'm saying, and um, get it into the back of their consciousness and, and let them start doing the configuring and, and the mechanic work. You know what I'm saying all of this shit is done in, in the old mind in the back in the back of the lab, you know, your subconscious. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting this information out and we'll also be making it available for purchase and soon enough available for streaming as well. So that's what we're looking into. Mm-hmm. All right? Yes, yes, indeed. So that's definitely my public service announcement. I also regrettably want to inform the family that our brother, Dr. Oyibo, okay, Dr. Oyibo's residence uh, burned to the ground along with all of his papers and his works, you know. So we have a GoFund campaign uh, for our brother, who he said is now living in a hotel with his family, you know what I'm saying, this is the creator of the Gagood, of the theorem of everything. You know, I was definitely honoring that brother and pushing back on the, um, the hatchet job that, Stephen Hawkins in Hollywood was trying to pull by throwing out that movie, The Theory of Everything, you know what I'm saying, The Grand Unified Theory of Everything, when our brother came with The Grand Unified Theorem of Everything, the gaggle, let's send our brother some love, and if we can, definitely some support, you know what I'm saying? The, I believe it's on the KTL Facebook page. I also noted it's on Brother Red Pill's page. I'm about to share it as well. So it's a GoFundMe campaign, okay, for our brother, Professor Oyibo. This is tragic. Yes, sir. Yes, but that's the information, um, you know, that I have pertaining to that, you know. Let's get into these callers because, as we did say, it's about y'all tonight. Well, before we get into that, yeah, before we go there, um, this weekend on Sunday, family that's in the New York 
tri-state area. Make sure you are in the building at the National Black Fair. House of Consciousness and New Covenant will be doing a memorial um, celebration service for Dr. Ben. This is going to be uh, an official event. Um, our brother Infudishi, our brother Professor Smalls, I believe Sarah Sutasetti, Polite, Father Heru, and many, many other brothers, speakers, and sisters will be taking the podium to share their um, their honors yeah. to our master teacher, Dr. Ben. And a lot of people have been calling me up, emailing me, and um, speaking to me on Facebook about the uh, fact that they'll be in attendance. These are people from out of town. So I do feel that it will be um, beneficial for the New York family to do what we always do when a family from out of town comes through, and not just for that cause, but for the cause of our master teacher, Dr. Ben. You know, um, we need to come out. We need to support. We need to let the family know, you know, we need to share our stories of what he meant to us and things of that nature. You feel what I'm saying? And make sure that his legacy is going to be very, very secure, very, very secure, okay, for anybody that is attacking the legacy, like the New York Times, like um, people who like to, you know, talk crazy about, you know, uh, just, you know what I'm saying, man, like, we need to protect the brother's legacy. We need to protect the up-and-coming uh, brothers and sisters who are standing on his shoulders' legacy. That's very important. We need to protect um, the work that he put forth from anybody that's trying to, you know, how they do. You know, the vultures come out when the caucus is out. You know, um, people try to tear apart your work. They try to take shoot holes in your in your doctrine and things of that nature. So we're going to establish a lot of things on Sunday. Uh, I look forward to the conversation. I look forward to seeing the family. Uh, you know, uh, I believe, Lou, are you going to be there with Seventh Heaven? Indeed. Kings County will be in the building. Seventh Heaven will be in the building. KTO, uh, no the ledge, will be in the building. So highlight us when you see us, and uh, that's what it is. All right? Peace. Oh, for sure. All right, I believe the brother um, Shaka Atmos and brother Reggie, they should be in the building, you know what I'm saying, as well. Shout out to brother Reggie. I understand that he dealt with a lion's shares of the duties, um, you know, in regards to yeah, absolutely. That brother. our brother Dr. Ben's services. So we want to salute, hail that brother up. All right. Again, mm-hmm. family tonight is an open line discussion. Okay, we invite you to a discussion. The world is ripe with incident and teeming with topics. So tonight we will open up the lines and hear what's on the audience's mind. All right, so feel free to call in and chime in because tonight it's all about you, family. All right, so again, you have to press one on your line if you have any thoughts, comments, or concerns that you want to add in. Okay. And, of course, I see one of our university residents always 
front of the classroom with their hand raised the highest. Our brother Rabaku, the Cosmocrat. So, without further ado, let's highlight our brother from 410595, the opener of the way. Peace. Peace, bro. You hear me well? Peace, Lord. Hmm? Um, how y'all doing tonight? All is well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was um listening to the we um, speak about the services regarding the brother Doctor Ben, and put me in a thought, you know, because he definitely is a a landmark and um, a notable figure, you know, from any perspective in terms of achievement and you know the fact that he set out to disperse that information. He's one of the very pillars upon which uh, the knowledge of our history stands as we understand it today, having been hidden, you know. And um, it it forced me to look at his birth chart. And, um, you know, I didn't go too deep into it. I didn't go too deep into it. But uh, um, uh, Dr. Ben was uh, born on New Year's Eve. You know, he was Capricorn. And funny as uh, you know as that may be, he was born under the Jupiter Saturn conjunction that occurred in Capricorn um, shortly before his birth. Okay, and this you know the sign of Capricorn deals with preservation, history, and time, and chronology, and things of that nature that fall along those lines. Archaeology and the study of antiques, antiquity. So. He definitely was a representative, you want to use the word avatar, of that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that occurred in the sign of Capricorn right before his birth. So, you know, I've been using that to look at recently a lot of the, uh, how can I say, Um, a lot of our forefathers, our great ancestors, our history makers, our movement makers, and our noise makers, (laughs) for that matter, all right? And... Um, this system that um that has that has come of it is, is pretty good, and it comes from a uh, an old uh, uh, Arabian practitioner named Mashallah. And in history, they try to say that this cat was Jewish, you know. But when I read the book that he wrote, and he wrote it in Arabic, and it was translated into French, and that was translated into English. And at any rate, I look at the paper he wrote. And I don't know any Jews that refer to Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, as, you know, they put sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at the end, you know, which is all peace and um, salutations and, and um, beyond him from, um, from God is what you're saying at the end. That's something that a devout Muslim does. But at any rate, um, this system that he set up uh, with these Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions really show, like, the ingress of kings and kingdoms and different rules and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, I've been looking at it um, for quite some time, and, you know, I'm still far from all the research that goes into it. I think I'd have to study it for about 60 years <laughs> before I got it down pat. But what I got so far is, like, crazy, uh, how can I, it excites me. You know, and, 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 you know, motivates me to find more. But I track Saturn through the sky as well because of it as a consequence. And I noticed um, through the last two ingresses 
it's ingress through Libra and it's ingress through Scorpio and then it's ingress into um, uh, uh, Sagittarius. That, you know, Saturn being the planet that points to the old, the ancient, the ancestor. Okay, emphasis here on the ancestor. And Saturn deals with the teacher, the instructor, the um, the schoolmaster. Okay, it deals with mastery, period. All right. And, you know, we look at the way uh, astrology or cosmophysics, the signs and symbols describe the times and the people and the things that they describe and the type of people that they describe. And while Saturn was in Scorpio, two of our greatest martial artists passed away. And probably more if I find if I look to be, look a little harder. Jim Kelly passed in 2013, and Grandmaster Duncan passed in 2012. You know, and um, I always said to myself, I thought that the martial arts were a, um were an Aries thing, but when I gave it second question, it, it is used as a stealth form of of combat, which would fall under Scorpio. So, um, I looked at the um the transit of Saturn through Scorpio and saw that to mark their demises. So, you know, and I said to myself, damn, so if Saturn is going to tell where we're going to lose one of our great ancestors or teachers that, let me see uh, what happens when it goes into Sagittarius. Now, you have to understand what Sagittarius describes before I show you how it applies, but Sagittarius deals with mental expansion in all institutions and systems and techniques and Ideas they go into expanding the mind, and thus it manifests in the in the minds of I mean the world of men as schools, you know, um, universities, um, classrooms, right? And Sagittarius does there not only points to the academic, but the people who run it, the professors, the uh, uh, the college faculty, the scholars, the lawmakers, the uh, well scholars. It's good. So the sign of scholars is Sagittarius. I don't think we're going to find an astrologer anywhere on the planet that would um, refute that delineation or find any um, discrepancy with it. So when we see Saturn move into Sagittarius, then Dr. Ben passes. You see? Now it's going back into uh, Scorpio in June of this year, y'all. You know, the 14th. And it will be there until September the 17th. Um, of this year, where it goes back in the Sag, and through the course of the next year, you know, I mean, the next three years, I'll be watching Saturn as it moves through Sag to see exactly how profound or how repetitious this uh, this repeat that I've bore witness to, how often it, it manifests itself. I'm pretty sure it's going to unfold according to his rules to show us these things. At the same time, we have to look at uh, the sign that Saturn rules to understand how or what mission he's carrying out through his transit to the other signs. And Pluto is there, okay? Pluto is a planet of regeneration, um, birth, life, living, um, dying, decaying, regenerating, um, rebirth, living, that constant cycle of life and that we see here with the seasons if you don't want to believe that you um, that you have, you have an incarnating soul or spirit, but Pluto points to that concept as well, and it being in Capricorn, the place of structure, it, it shows um, 
that it is a time for the hierarchy of authority, which is also Capricorn, to be rebuilt. And thus, we are losing our scholars on both sides, on every side, okay? Now, if you're going to divide humanity up into races, then it's, it's happening to everybody, all right? Um, some people, you know, particularly the, those who have uh, planets and immutable signs will see issues with their parents, or relatives of the elder persuasion, because this is like it's a sweep, you know, energy in these waves or frequencies that we measure as astrologers, they sweep. Just like you, if you ever saw one of those electric light bulbs, they have a little bubble, I mean, a little um, rubber ball inside, and the electricity grips and moves across this ball in wave like patterns. So thus the same way do the... Uh, planetary frequencies or the ethers of this solar system we're in blow a breeze or a, like solar wind or different frequencies through our atmosphere. Well, as I observed those, these planets as gauges for that, I see exactly what uh, concurs with their motion. And so other things come to bear, like, you know, these planets, they act together and they act mutually and, you know, they act independently and sometimes they act in cohesion or adversely, depending on the geometric uh, distances that they are from your point of view on the planet Earth will determine, um, you know, the difficulty or ease of it. But I'm looking at what the chart says with regards to what's going on now and you have to understand, you see in the country how um, marijuana is becoming legalized. You understand? The last time we went through such a similar circumstance was the legalization of alcohol. Okay? And uh, uh, those who were making it, how can you say, bootleg moonshine and, and bootlegging it and, and black marketing it, once it was legalized, the market was seized from the higher ups who, on a, who were able to, on a commercial level, redistribute and have wide distribution and put them out of business, basically. Okay, so that's how it occurred. We're looking at the same thing going on. So when I hear the brother talk about investing in land to get a greenhouse to grow whatever you want, the next cash crop in the United States is marijuana. The next immediate. And when Oranos moves into Taurus in about three or four more years, the industrialization and the mechanization and the technologization of the agricultural field is going to be overcome by that Monsanto's bill that was passed. They're going to have enough in place to start tampering with the food on a, or, or, or on a universal or ubiquitous level everywhere. You know, they'll be giving these seeds to Africans. You know, um, one person who uh, worked for the airline in Philadelphia told me that they actually have a contract. The Monsantos has a contract with the uh, United Airways to spray their fertilizer across the country, across the globe. And that's what you see some of those um, that, that, that the brother Deborah Blair has always told you, chemtrails. Some of those chemtrails are Monsanto's homemade uh, um, concoction to make the f the soil fertile only to his seeds, while he at the same time has a grasp on or the patent on organic seeds. See, other countries are beginning to reject them, and what I see in this whole picture that is the trans 
uh, 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 transit, the motion of Orano's technology uh, invention. See, that's what technology is. The brother said when you come up with a solution to make your problem easier, period. Any form of technology. Now, animals also use technology. We got birds and that will pick up a stone to break a nut and slam the, slam the stone onto the nut over and over again until they crack it. All right? They got monkeys that, that will pick up bones and sticks and use them as weapons and, and things of this nature. See, the difference between man and animal and thus technology is the fact that we actually measure what we're making. You know, monkey doesn't say, let me take this stick and add this stone to it. Let me make sure it's the right width. It's like I can wrap it around and it won't slip. Well, they don't do that. They just pick up something that they can really use. Man actually changes the properties of what he is making something into. So we grab iron. We have metallurgy. All right? There's only 86 kind of metals known. Did you know that? I just learned that today. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, most of them are of... are of... Uh, of the 86, only 20, 24 of them were known before the 1700s. And uh, before that, only seven of them were known, you know, to the ancients. So, you know, we see how our mind, our consciousness, our, our ability to shape our surroundings and the things and elements and substances in our surroundings are. This is technology, you know. And man, you know, astrologically is depicted by the sign of technology, because that sign says those things that are um, easily attached to man, those things that are typically and specifically man, man's doing. So thus science, technology, and to interfere uh, with the environment, with machines, machinery, and tools, and things of this nature. So we see when... And I've said this a few times before we track a Neptune here in this example. We we see how when Neptune moved through Aquarius, the man made Aquarius drugs. Neptune came to the fore, the synthetic drugs. Okay, let's use the word synthetic, right? Because that's a product of a technological uh, application, methodology, and technique, right? The synthetic. So they came up with it, and it, and, it, and it came to the fore. And that was when Uranus and Neptune were there. Uranus moved swiftly, so it left Neptune there for a while to germinate. Then Neptune moved into Pisces, and we saw, um, you know, religion being confronted on television by science, right in the open. You know, how scientific is this ghost theory? How scientific is this religious theory? You've seen all of these things start to come to the fore. This is the motif of planetary motion. You know what gets me? Sometimes I wonder, does Hollywood, under these producers, do they actually make their shows based upon the movement? Because the titles of the of the movies like uh the the gambler that is Saturn in in Sagittarius then the wild card with um Jason Statham and that's Saturn in Sagittarius um uh, to, to to transfer is Sagittarius authority is Saturn and Sagittarius deals with foreigners all right or the european and Saturn deals with black and dark brown or the more and there a movie comes out about the transference of power from a Moor to a European. And, you know, we go back and we look at the Fast and Furious came out when Mars and Pluto, Mars was being fast, Pluto was being furious, was conjunct. So, you know, we, I see the pattern. I'm wondering, really, <laughs> does, does, does the elite, the Illuminati, the, the governing powers of the world actually schedule that what they do and what they promote and allow to manifest and flourish as a trend in society? Do they do this based upon what they see? 
or is what I am seeing and delineating, describing what they're doing, is it really happening universally? I'll, I'll never know, man. You know, this is just something I'll be constantly asking myself because of the curiosity that prevails in my own head. But to go back to the Saturn move in Sag, we have lost some scholars. Um, you're going to see exactly how useful or how prevalent this homeschooling thing is going to become. We're going to be, uh, schools are going to close down like crazy over the next three years. Some colleges, some serious uh, uh, predominant, well-known universities and or colleges, as well as transportational institutions, like real old transportation, make some serious transformations to dissolve much of what exists, what state it exists in today for a new corporate structure that's going on. And um, what I just ran you through was the T-square, um, was the, uh, uh, the square between Oranos and Pluto, pardon me. And um, Jupiter is moving through uh, Leo, you know. And we, we have a short time to explore that, you know. Um, specifically, you fire sign ascendance, you, you two pills, any Aries rising, uh, Leo rising, Sagittarius rising, as well as people with a predominance of planets in these signs, whether they are at the first house or not, will, uh, are experiencing that opportunity to expand their base of operations regarding how Leo manifests in their life. And, and Leo would be children, entertainment, um, drama, creativity, artistry, sovereignty. So these things um, come to the fore as well. And opportunities to engage in these things are abundant and beneficial at the same time. So uh, especially if you're going to invest in precious metals that are uh, indicated not ruled, but indicated by Leo and the sun, which is gold, you see. And when you'll see the gold market fall when Jupiter leaves Leo, enters Virgo, and the clothing market, the textile industry, um, this is less than eight months, y'all, the textile industry, cotton, uh, polyester, anything that deals with making clothing, cloth, weaving, wicker, um, brush, making things out of wood, uh, straw, uh, earth, nutrition, all of this stuff is going to boom for another year. And we can watch the progression of these things. Remember I said these things, you know, so that you, you have a point of reference with which to uh, add on, you know. But um, that was basically, oh, one more thing. Um, as, excuse me. As as Uranus moves out of Aries into um into Taurus, you're going to see the, how the food changes, how the uh, real estate, because uh, Taurus deals with real estate. It deals with property, land, the, especially the great outdoors, your front lawn, anything that is green, naturally green growing and, and um, that chlorophyll field, right? Also, uh, speaking of chlorophyll, because it's ruled by Taurus, we're going to see a lot of that come to the fore on the market, too, as a more common product, more spoken about, like they got into soy for so long. You're going to see uh, benefits uh, or opportunities, you know, if you were investing or anything like that, in uh, the green food, you know. Um, but basically, yeah, that's, that's what was on my mind. Um and I felt I wanted to impart that. I mean, I can continue to elaborate if there's some comments or if y'all want to move on. I don't know. <laughs> Hello. Oh, now you know we in the university. We love.
So if you got more to spill, okay, you know, uh, I do. do you think? I do. I really do. Okay. Um, we had to, looking at the eclipses that occurred. You know, um, see, at the, the public and the the media, they're not astrologers, man. So they give y'all, they give it to you in piecemeal. They don't give it to you in its entirety. So they will. Amplify the blood Oh and by the way I do uh, say that That was an extraordinary point You made last show I just happened to um, Miss that part About the 4 minutes and 44 second Length of the um, The peak eclipse That was that was powerful Paul right, But um, let me get back To where I was at um, So They don't look at The entire chart And give you the whole chart They say They focus on the fact That there's an eclipse Yo there's an eclipse In areas this long And it's so much To know about The process of eclipse That they can keep you Busy with just that For more than a month Really You know Because we got uh, 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 A damn near 6,000 year cycle With the Saros We got the 600 year cycle With the Naros We got Mother eclipses So many different Prenumbral Shadings How close Annular Or how far From the moon I mean the sun is At the time of the eclipse Blah 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 You know so You got all of that To keep you busy But the the bigger picture here Is what the rest of the chart Is saying That motion and specifically, the generation that is in charge right now, hello, the 25-year-olds, the 40-year-olds, okay? That, that generation, because that generation has Pluto in um, Libra, Pluto in Scorpio. So the the, the reason why uh, we see now in the news in the last four or five, maybe six years, this question about uh, 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 what defines legally marriage and what law is going to be passed to prevent or allow cross-gender marriage. Uh, and this is typically Pluto and Libra founded because Libra deals with law and it deals with, uh, Pluto deals with the bond of marriage, not the marriage itself, but the bond that is created from it and the properties that are shared in it. And that's really what it's all about. Aside from the tearing down or the decaying uh, Pluto, is the key word. Those keywords I'm using come from Pluto, decay, tearing down. It is also a regenerative uh, force. It must be torn down in order to to uh, make room for what's going to regenerate. Right? So thus a snake comes out of his skin to grow a new one to, until the next time it's time to shed. Right? That process manifests itself in the order of things all the way across the board. You know, and um, don't let me lose myself here. Um, so they give you the eclipse and they highlight how it's in Aries and Libra. And, you know, this is how eclipses are read. You're supposed to focus on the polarity. But you have to also take time to look at how that uh, eclipse is being affected by the other planets in the chart. And we look to the slower moving planets and the aspect that is made to those eclipses for the reason, for that very reason, to analyze the second layer, the how and where of it, as opposed to just it itself. Oh, Uranus is in Aries. That means knowledge of self. That means uh, re- re- rebellion. That means this and that and the third, you know. So, so, but to see how it's going to manifest, you have to look at your own chart because you have a, you came in on this ride at, on a different train, on, in a different car than us. We're all on the same train called life, but, uh, you know, you have people that are born before you, and they're in the trains and cars that are in front of you, 
and people that are born after you, and they're they coming after you. So even when that train pulls in the station, where you get off that train determines how fast or where you got on it at. So it's the same way. This is how you can say, oh, uh, I can't understand. He's a Leo, too. I'm a Leo. We're nothing alike. Well, number one, your ascendants are different. You know, you were born at different times of day. So a lot of your interests are going to be different. And if your uh, ascending sign squares theirs, and even if y'all born on the same day, your, your ascending sign squares theirs, there's going to be some friction. Y'all going to have to learn how to get past those differences. And these are the reasons why people relate the way they do and the, why, the reason why events occur. So while they're focusing on the eclipse, they're taking your mind off of the fact that Neptune is is in Pisces. Not only is marijuana going to be a booming industry here, you know, it's like you see liquor stores on every single corner you go to, every single store, to every single town, pardon me, that you go or city that you you go through in the United States of America, you're going to pass a liquor store at some intersection somewhere, right? Well, there's going to be little weed shops like that all over the place. Anything to keep us asleep or in a, in a state that we, in which we're not functioning at our fullest capacity. I'm not condemning the uh, uh, smoking of marijuana. I actually endorse it. I'm just not, I'm just looking at the intent from the eyes of those who we presume or understand to be the powers you know, the economic powers in this world, in this country. So when you see Neptune and Pisces, they don't mention that. At the same time, just 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 a few weeks ago, you get the Pope to come on the uh, television and say that heaven and hell is a metaphor, y'all. You see, the, the advancement of, of what was indicated by the fact that we are in the age of Aquarius, the, the church is forced to conceive and open up Aquarius and make aware, Aquarius, the, the technicality, Aquarius, of that religious, which is Pisces, Neptune, doctrine. Why would they wait until now, the tetrad, while the tetrad eclipses was going in effect, to come out of their mouth and say, well, you know, hell isn't really a place, it's really a state of mind. And this, this has been said a zillion times by a zillion other authors, and the, the Pope even, how do you say, excommunicated Gerald Massey to, uh, for, for revealing that information. Now, for some reason, they come out with it. Well, you see that, that motion... Um, through Capricorn or Pluto, Pluto deals with uh, research. It deals with investigation. And because of coming to light and coming to the public, which is Capricorn, all right, so a lot of the investigations of our of our forebearers, like Dr. Ben and all this, them things are coming to light now. They're coming to the fore. I mean, I read Dr. Ben, Dr. Ben, I became familiar with these brothers in the 80s when it wasn't really cool, you know, and, it, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't really astounding to stand up in the midst of your peers and say, yo, I read the whole autobiography of Malcolm X. I read the entire chronicle of Shaka, Shaka Zulu, dog. You know, guess what I found out? I found out that this, that the king of England was a mulatto. Look at this picture of him. Look at that one. See how they doctored this one up? Man, that one ain't been doctored up. Look at him. Just like a mulatto. And, you know, this was the 80s. So... To me, it was open. The doors were open to me back then. And, and if, you know, if you could do my chart, you look back, you'll see the planet of Uranus being sparked over by Jupiter. So the opening of the way was made for me. And 
for this on a collective now. When Oranos moves in the area, this has become so common. Look, I know a more M O O R right here in Anne Arundel County, Maryland, who is Chinese. <laughs> I'm talking about his he's a first he's a second generation American. His parents are from China. <clears throat> he speaks fluent Chinese and he is a Moorish American, man. See, so that knowledge that, that Drew bought for this age, you know, the age of freedom and legislation and nationalism and nationality, then we can see now it's become so common. You know, I had a friend of mine remind me the other day, like, yo, Rob, man, I used to think you were bugging, dog. I'm like, what are you talking about? You see, you talked about how Jesus, the story came out of Egypt. You told me about how this, and you know, the things that I was telling him 10 years ago, that wasn't so accessible, so popular. It was accessible because the Internet was out. But it, it, it has boomed. Anybody that, that has been online for the last 15 years can see exactly how far it's come from Windows Me all the way to Windows 8.1, right? And then what we're able to do with the computer now that we were nowhere, nowhere able to do that. So if you can see that jump, that technological jump, there's not really a whole lot of question with regard to what age we're in, you know. And the, if, if you use the modern uh, um, astro, astrological reference, point reference for the age, you're looking at the vernal point, and that's still in Pisces. So this becomes a, a vice by which to keep the people at odds and confused as to what is which. When all, necessary, when all that is necessary and need be made is for one to understand how they determined this in, in, in the land where the science originated. So, you know, I did a lot of research on where astrology originated, and we have some of our uh, very prominent scholarly brothers, man, who, who are presently active right now, who debunk it based upon the fact that it comes from the Greeks and the Romans, and they are sadly mistaken and misinformed. The Greeks and the Romans... Uh, the the Romans ridiculed the Egyptians for believing it, and the Greeks lauded them. They loved us. They was riding our jock like whoa, the uh, of the priest. So if the Greek lauds us for the invention of it, and the Roman ridiculed us for the invention of it, who's the inventor of it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, I find all kind of texts and proofs to support that. But I got off track. The 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 sidebars going on in the chart besides the eclipses are what the eclipse, the eclipse actually comes to bolster or bring to the fore. So if you remember, when we discussed the, the blood moons from uh, a couple weeks ago, all right, I mean, uh, um, and, and, and I made mention of the fact that you're going to see the gradual turnover come now, okay? And sure enough, a woman shot a guy in Harrisburg, even though he was white. They, they, they charging her with manslaughter. Another cop accidentally shoots another guy who's supposed to have been tased him, okay? They, uh, they're saying that that's an accident, but they haven't determined whether they were going to do charges. Or at least now they're starting to act like they're going to take some Libra legal action against this undue aggression, Aries. And brutality, because the word, I mean, because Uranus, the planet Uranus is that we must consider what uh, flavorings go on top of that violence, which Aries describes. And Oranos is uh, an impacting, jarring, uh, having to do with the population. And so, so many things come out of it 
that, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, they're of the same motif. They, what, what comes out of it in my mind is they're trying to population control, regulate population, to instill fear into coming generations. You know, like they used to do, they take one nigga, tie him up the four horses and, 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 and rip him apart in front of the whole plantation. So they, and, and then turn around and say, that can be you, nigga. So the, it seems like the, uh, an increase and, and, a, and a trend is popping off, really has been in effect since uh, the, the um, what do you say, the Reconstruction era. Because you got to think, we, we outnumbered Europeans in this country by more than 10 to 1 in 1865. So... How did, you know, we get to be, our numbers get to be so greatly reduced? Well, evidently, they've been doing the killing all along, all right? It just comes to the fore now, and that is nature's way of saying, all right, enough is enough. So now that aspect was the Oranos and Aries. They still didn't point to Pluto and Capricorn, you know? So we, you, you have to understand what those things point to. They point to corporate structures and to structures of uh, um, organizations, to the structures of companies. It has everything to do with status. And when I say status, that is legal status as well as corporate status, as well as international status, citizenry, status, period, all right? And even amongst your peers where it is not a societal thing. It represents your reputation and what esteem people hold you in. So we got Pluto moving through there. Not only does it point to... uh, the, the death of teachers, death being Pluto and teachers being Capricorn, it points to a, a reformation, which is Pluto, because Pluto represents the butterfly in the cocoon coming out of the emerging the caterpillar, going into the cocoon and coming out as a butterfly. The sperm going in as a, a tadpole-looking, squiggly eel-looking thing and coming out with four limbs, two eyes, you know, and, and, and soon to be growing teeth, right? So you when you see that, in the sign of Capricorn, Capricorn deals with ancient things, old things. So they're either gonna they're gonna seek to revive and renew, you know, their authority. That analogy. They're gonna seek. That analogy is Lewis, deserving. Say again. You're breaking up, Lord. I can't hear you. Okay. At any rate, they're going, they're seeking to reshape and reform and rebirth a new or a, a revived or a very old system of authority or structureization, pardon me, structureization, that will allow them to carry out their business, Capricorn, on, on, on an even footing, steadfastly and continuously. That is all Capricorn key words I just hit you with. The, the what should be paid attention to is not the fact that, that this isn't something that's always happening, but this is when at a time when it becomes marked in the evolution of man and and the expression of his consciousness on a collective. See, that's what people don't see. Even though they've been killing us since 1865, execution style, using the law to justify it and things of this nature, it has not occurred to the degree of cruelty and outright blatant, you know, it used to be you was at least you was safety you got to the police station. If they was going to kill you, they'd do it in there, 
right? Um, and you know, before that, they would, you know, the whole town would come and demand that they hand you over to them, and the sheriff wouldn't refuse. And but so now they don't have to go through that because they systematically honed us through all the cartoons, through all the cops and robbers on TV, through that entire crack thing. They they done got the whole world believing that. Most niggas in America are criminals. It's not something new, but it, it, it has now become very prominent. See, so we we look at this and and we see after the eclipse. This is what I was building up to. After the eclipse, the last eclipse. Now they're starting to charge more people. They're starting to charge these cops with these crimes because you know they, it's only a matter of time. Before you have outright civil unrest and riot in the streets, if you know you just continue, people can only take so much, you know. So, and that is written in the chart by virtue of the fact that Uranus is an Aries. It started to bubble up first with the, um, the 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 revolution in Egypt that they had when they threw out President Mubarak. Then you've seen them do the same thing in North Africa in two different places. Okay, I don't I didn't I don't recall the names of the country, and I don't want to guess. But you can always Google it. And now you see uh, over here the uh, the same type of energy of government oppression or dissatisfaction with the, with the government, between the governed and the government. So that whole thing is playing itself out, man. And, um, you know, I just recommend to people that they take into deep consideration, um, you know, trying to learn as much as you can about cyclic living, man, because that's what it is. <laughs> that's what we are doing here on this planet. We we constantly endure the seasons and the cyclic changes, and that is what promotes the growth of the soul or spirit, whatever you want to call that, that, that primordial divinity that actually animates and is the reason for all this to be. You know, it grows through the experience and uh, through... Yeah, through interaction with others. And be they pleasant or unpleasant, the lesson is always delivered, yeah? You see, there's, there's no such thing as an experience free of information for the participant. You know, no matter how many times you do it, you, you, you're still learning something new about yourself. You know something, well, you can do it a thousand times now. Well, on a thousand tenths, it takes this much more energy than it took for the 110th. Now, you know that about yourself. See, so there's nothing you can do that doesn't expand your mental being because we're constantly taking information. So what I advise you is to understand, you know, the nature of these sciences and to, to delve in, in them as deeply as you can or as, as, as you are inclined to do and only if you're inclined to, naturally. But, um, you know, because the, the, the way reality manifests itself was written for us and technologized into techniques and methodologies of observation, comparison, and measure by our forefathers uh, more than 10,000 years ago. You know, and they left these principles in stone so that we could never lose them, you know, you know which brings uh, uh, to mind... Uh, I could throw this in there, too. How they're destroying the monuments over there in Asia. You see how they just blew up some um, city over there in northern India? These are uh, black Kushite empire uh, relics they, they, that they are destroying. They they, they blew up a... Um, a whole town, right, or a temple. Yeah, yeah. Tikrat. They, they blew up the town of Suma, uh, one of the Sumerian... 
um, you know, one of the oldest Sumerian towns that was still intact. Yeah. Yeah. They totally, yeah. See, they, yeah. They, they say it's in the name of religion, but which if you look at the nature of the time, it's all about establishing a new world order. You know, the old world order was that the original man had all the wisdom on this planet. Well, they're trying to obliterate that. The new world order, they want to smash all of that and uh, distribute the wisdom everywhere. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. This, that's what the times are for. But the fact that they're hiding its origins, you know, it is our job to uh, to bring that out. And Dr. Ben's entire life was a testament to that, you know, to preserve the knowledge and to not let it pass us by in the face of economic difficulty or want and forsake it for political or economic means is like absolutely ridiculous when your entire culture is what bears you the ability to trade and do commerce and uh, to preserve your history, to understand what, how, how far to go beyond what your parents did, then you must know what we did back in the day so we can have a model for what we need to outdo, you see? And they are destroying these. Don't think that our, our, our culture isn't constantly, constantly, constantly under attack. So, you know, we have to preserve this knowledge. We have to keep this information, you know. I think it's lovely that we have homeschooling. But I wonder how many of those parents that are homeschooling, I'm not pointing my finger at anyone specific because they're not because I know some people are very equipped to teach their children. So how many of those parents really uh, are equipped to teach their children about their history when they're just coming to the knowledge of it themselves? It's just, you know, they'll be learning it with their children if they haven't pushed themselves to, to understand a, great, a greater body of it as to impart it without, you know what I mean by that, right? So, you know, I look at that and, and I, I watch, you know, and I see how every year they they keep the, the scales tipped uh, uh, for the what they call the higher economic class and the lower class citizen is always the one that loses. And it just so happens that trends in Hollywood and everything are promoted to keep us there besides the other people that are kept there. You know, and to not know the weather or the terrain upon which you fight is like half the battle. We don't we don't invade countries that we don't have maps for. We don't we cannot defend territories that we do not know the terrain of. And and this is where we're going. So Oranos and Aries points to the immediate need or or crisis situation Aries to for enlightenment, and because Aries is first. It deals with the first, and it, because it says masculine, it says literally first man. We all know that's us. You know, we are the first men on this planet. So, you know, we need to get ourselves organized and structured through a network and uh, to keep the knowledge and the technology flowing before we find ourselves in the same condition here that uh, those people in, in um, refugee camps are found in. You know, it's not long before it goes from the project to a refugee camp. You know, kind of dry at this moment. Hello, peace. Yes, indeed. You know, I um definitely want to thank you for not so much uh, 
co-signing but confirming, you know, when I was putting together my presentation, I, I approached it from that same angle. Ironically enough, I was talking about Uranus and Aries and Uranus and Pluto, you know, and I was just explaining the whole waves of change and revolution. And I just set that premise up, you know, and you explained it expertly. And I think that it speaks for itself um, in regards to, you know, how we see the blood moons moving the energy forth. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the, uh, you know, what we can call the celestial orchestra. You know, we see the dancing of planetary bodies and the sprinkling of planetary energies, you know, and the results of which we're all affected by, and it becomes our breaking daily news. I, I noticed, too, that, and this is a note for all you Sag Risers and, and Sagittarius Sun, Saturn is upon you like it was upon us Scorpios. Uh, it's not, it doesn't promise terror, but you just difficulties with uh, with regards to your sense of responsibility, and this is why those difficulties are coming at you like that now. Okay, and there's going to be some strain in your relationships because no matter where Saturn goes, he's always throwing boulders at the sign directly across from him. So those uh, Sag risings and Sagittarius, y'all going to experience a little difficulty in your relationships now, particularly because of that. So relationships, not just romantic, but any um, situation that that you're in bed with someone. So if you own a business with someone, if you have a or both in, investment into the same venture, that person is your partner. Okay, so uh, uh, you know you're gonna see some difficulty so, there. Take somebody like uh, Jay Z, who just went into partnership with about sixteen or seventeen other artists. Does he need to sit down with Cosmo Physics? Well, I mean, he's already put it in motion, and he is a sad from what I know. Say, and and um, I wouldn't have done it at that time. I don't know what date he signed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to say whether he should have done it or not. But what what overall is is a, a, a very high sense of responsibility has now come upon him, and it's not going to be as easy to maintain um, unless it is extremely organized. Now, knowing that the brother is a Taurus rising, he has Capricorn in the ninth. I'm pretty sure he's been up on this and studied up on uh, all the angles that he could possibly uh, before in, investing his money into in, into that venture. Um, with no doubt, some of those brothers aren't going to produce, and, and that's what Saturn's pointing to. Right, those that do, you know, Jupiter's there. See, we, we're not. We're also like in a balanced very balanced environment with regard to the exchange between Jupiter and, and, and Saturn because they're trining each other right now. When when Jupiter moves into Virgo, then they will square and all actions taken out of greed or overindulgence or with a strong overlooking the, the, the realities of the situation, that's when it all starts to manifest and come true. So he's got uh, two and a half years to basically see how that how to build that venture that he just engaged in, you know, how to, how to, how to maintain it and build it. There's no doubt in my mind going to be some artists shelved a little 60, you know, and, 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 and if we could have their charts, we could see Saturn very prominently in their case, you know, part of my language. Yeah, well, my brother, that. we got to give you, 
your obligatory bombs and ask that uh yeah ask you to hold tight you know in the forum so we can open up the lines and bring some other people around the round table okay yes sir so family yes sir if you're out there any questions comments or concerns the brother open up the way don't feel intimidated your chair is available for you at the table. Press one on your phone, and we will bring you into the discussion. Let me go and get somebody else out of the queue. Call it from the eight five eight nine 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 eight fifty eight. Call it from the eight five eight. PCU and yours. It's good. Call it from the eight five eight. Peace. Going once, going twice. Okay, let's go to caller from the seven one eight eight five six seven one eight eight five six. Peace, family. Okay, I don't think they're quite ready. <clears throat> All right, family, if there's anybody else out there, the sound of my voice that's at their computer or on their phone, please press 1 at this time if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. All right, if you want to uh, engage in this open line discussion, press 1. And if not, we're going to uh, take that to mean that you want to hear our brother Rod Cool continuously go down a rabbit hole, all right, because he's opening up a portal. Yes, indeed. All right, let's go to caller from the 951. Caller from 951-665. Caller PCU and yours. Peace, peace, brother. Peace, bro. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Yes, we can. Oh, okay. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on your show, man. I just wanted to give a shout-out to everybody that's listening uh, and to you and uh, let you know that you're doing a very good job keeping people informed about what's going on in the world. And uh, that's it. That's pretty much it, man. I'm just going to keep tuning in and you keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, my brother. That's peace. Definitely appreciate the acknowledgement. And um, as oh, yeah. we always do, you know, we ask that you share these links with people that you love the most. All right? I will. I will. Give thanks, Brother Peace. It's live. Okay, fam. Anybody else out there want to holler? Oh, I think the... Seven one eight eight five six number press one again. Let's try this out one more time. Seven one eight eight five six. Call a page. Yeah, call it from the seven one eight. Your line is open. Peace. All right. It's no go. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, um, 
show, Brother Cosmophysics. I'm still here. Yes, indeed. You know, I so, look, I'm looking you know, at the chart right now. And um, it's deep. I, it, it, I'm looking at the chart right now for New York. New York, right? Um, 40th longitude north and 74th longitude west. And the moon is in perfect square to both Saturn and Venus, which are both in opposition to one another. So, And Neptune, the moon is applying to Neptune. The fact that uh, <laughs> nobody answered when you called Saturn is perfectly conjunct the ascendant. You know this, is, and uh, I do believe that this show started while... Um, I can't... I, I remember one of y'all told me that this show started in New York City, all right? And therefore, the, you know, know the last... Yeah. His hometown is New York. So, you know, when I'm doing these shows, I'm always looking at the chart in comparison. So, you know, Saturn brings delays, difficulties. um, It stifles uh, 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 progress or, you know, know, more than anything Yeah, more than anything else, it represents Saturn. So you, you go to open the queue and nobody wants to speak. Yeah, I didn't really get the opportunity to personalize all that I read, everything that I elaborated on dealt with the, uh, how can you say, the, the collective. But to personalize it, you know, I've said on many times, for those who were who here to listen, that you have to look at your own birth chart to tell, you know. So if you don't call in and make a comment and expose yourself, then I don't have a, a, a subject by which to elaborate on to show how it manifests purposely. I mean, personally. I mean, I could show... On a broad level, but then if you don't know what your ascendant is, then how do you know that that even applies to you? But if you call them, we can resolve all that and get some interaction and, um, how you say, involvement. And it'll help stimulate, move the subject right along as well. You know, because, you know, most of the people right now, I know that especially student loans are getting loud for y'all, especially people who are get sinus allergies, a headache, or have had any issues with their urinary tract or, or any bone, their bones or had any issues with their stomach. In other words, if you're a Virgo, Virgo rising, Pisces, Pisces rising, Gemini, Gemini rising, or Sagittarius, or Sagittarius rising, it doesn't matter, just any one of those signs. If you have a prominent point in there, like the ascendant, the sun, or the moon, well, with Saturn being in Sagittarius brings a little... Uh, difficulty and unrest to your house, it, it, at least, at the most, is, is dealing with debt and loss of all sorts, you know, people as well as material uh, possessions and things of this nature. So, you know, it's, and this is going to be a prevalent trend. You know, when Saturn, is the, it points to those areas in life that we need to reinforce the foundation. And whenever we uh, choose to ignore that prompt to... Uh, uh, refurbish the. Oh wow! Hello. Can y'all yeah, still hear me? Yeah. Okay, my other phone. I just knew that that was gonna happen, man. Because that's why I use two phones. Because one of them hung up, and the one that I normally would have been using just got disconnected. So, but anyway, um, so it, it's time for 
to clean house. And all of those occasions where you slept the floor and didn't lift the rug, there's a lot of stuff on the edge and under that rug that you need to get. And this is what Saturn is pointing to, thus the difficulty and the ability to travel and move about. Man, I don't know what's going on with the gas industry and the automobile industry, but that is ruled by Sagittarius. And right now, because Saturn and Sag are at a trine, everything seems to be lovely. But within eight months, when Jupiter moves into Virgo, we're going to see the automobile industry experience a little bit of difficulty. Actually, it's going to be more than a few months because Saturn goes back into Scorpio and then back into Sag. So when Saturn moves back into Sag again, and that will be September or October of this year, shortly thereafter we'll see uh, things in the news about the transportation industry, buses, WMATA, whatever, you know, Washington area metropolitan, all your metro uh, bus subway systems. Uh, and because Saturn represents taxation, I could see those things becoming more uh, uh, expensive. And I could see things happening within that industry that they're going to have to reinforce in order to maintain and be able to meet the demand of the public. And so that's another area I wonder, like, you know, you got specialized mechanics who deal strictly with, with trains. So those people who are um, at, at confused right now as to what field they would like to get into, there's not that many train or airplane mechanics, man. So, you know, getting into that field would be lucrative, and it would be good for, like, the next, uh, uh, you know, seven or eight years to engage in that activity. You know, because uh, 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 Saturn deals with heavy machinery and uh, relearning and and doing things at an older age than you would have when you were younger. And Sagittarius represents college uh, uh, vocational schools, really the schooling on every level, be it religious or secular, all right, be it scientific or spiritual. And it it deals with the philosophical mind. Well, it's time for you to start to rebuild those things. And to the uh, collective, it speaks um, to the point of overindulgence. So we're dealing with waste, you know, uh, 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 extravagant, uh, uh, I don't know how to put it, extravagant to waste something like to you. You won a million dollars and you just went and blew it all. You know what I'm saying? You thought buying a house was a good idea. You thought buying this brand-new $100,000 car was going to serve your purpose. But, you know, you see with Saturn there, it wasn't time for all that, even if you have the loot. See, so it's the same thing when you ask me about Jay-Z. I would never, unless I was born with Saturn in the seventh house. I don't have his chart by heart, so you you don't provoke me to go get Jay-Z's chart now and and to look at it. Because I would never go into any type of business deal with Saturn in the seventh. But then in my birth chart, Saturn is afflicted. So to uh, commit a certain action under his umbrella, or you, you understand what I'm saying, is is to be avoided at all, you know, a, as much as possible. So, and, and in my chart, because Saturn is the highest planet, but I can't speak to Jay-Z with that effect. I know that Saturn in the seventh house, it means reinforcement or a tearing down uh, through by, by way of contract or, um, or, or, or promise or agreement or legal proceeding. So it may very well be that a few brothers grow discontent in that situation and there'd be some legal action because of it. But that's pure speculation without looking at or taking into consideration what else Jay-Z has in his chart. You understand? So, you know, don't hold me to that. Any comments regarding Jay-Z, don't be like, well, you said. I don't want to hear that because I don't have his exact stuff. I'm just speculating. 
you know. But um, with regards to those that we that we do have, it's easy to make that that observation once we determine what how Saturn is affecting, and look and see what, what planets are in the sky to point to what issues you have to deal with. And you know, they, I, I think I should take the liberty to 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 uh, uh, digress. Because a lot of people, they don't take this science seriously. They don't really see the connection they have with the universe or the effect that it has. And um, I think that an elementary breakdown of, of, of how it works is in, is in order, you know, because it's really nothing mystical, magical. It is purely scientific. The, the magic of it has been added by the fable of the law and legend, but the true definition of the word magic is, is to be of, from, educated by, or with the magi. Okay, so you have to know who the magi or the majus are. And there were several majus. They are the high priests of every civilization. So, you know, you can't just say, oh, well, the Zoroast- they come from the Zoroastrians and uh, uh, um, they, they worship Ohura Mazda and this is what their religion No, You have the Magi of Indus Kush. You have the Magi of Kush proper, Egypt. Uh, uh, you have our modern-day Magi right now, the Dogon. So, therefore, uh, um, you know, when you say magic, understand what's going, what's going on. The, the knowledge of, for example, the moon, any farmer will tell you this, that the the first full moon in Scorpio is when they all plant, when they plant responsibly, because for years it has been shown that seeds grown during that season, during that brief interval of that season when the moon is in Scorpio. We got four, uh, uh, pardon me, you got, you got uh, one month where it comes through there and another month where it comes through Scorpio. So once a month it comes through and you have that two and a half days to commence your planting. Farmers swear by it if you ever read the Farmer's Almanac. Well, if you, it, it, to think that the moon and its place in the sky has pertinence with regards to crops, and not you is ridiculous when you're made of the very same self substance that those crops are. You know, we eat that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And and we are And to to understand, you know, man has the ability to ignore. Right? That thing that the, our ability to ignore what's going on around us is the sole foundation of our being able to close our eyes and go to sleep at night because that's what you do. You close yourself off to the outside world and ignore it. And those people who seek to uh, engage in mental disciplines that they can achieve that mind state without actually uh, going into physical rest, we call them yogis, right? Well, when you close your eyes and you go into a meditation, even if you're in a room that is totally silent and blocked off by light, and you say, I don't hear anything. Yes, you do. We all hear that high pitch in our ears. Everyone. I didn't notice it until I was about six years old, but it had always been there. You see, that, that noise that you're hearing is the frequency upon which everything in existence lies. There is not an animal, an insect, uh, a living creature, nor animate substance, nor inanimate substance on the face of this earth or anywhere in the universe that is not subject to that frequency vibration right there. Because the entire universe is vibrating. Okay? Now that, that sound right there 
is like a, a pool of water, all right? And upon it are placed our planets. See, I'm talking about the ether. You hear the ethers vibrating when you shut everything else off. That's the one thing you can't yeah. kill. Brother Rafu. Yes, sir. To wisdom, yeah, I want to uh, make sure that we catch this meditation. You reminded me when you said the whole universe vibrates, you know what I'm saying, and uh, Yes, sir. You know, the yes, sir. Have, and we got about but, uh, two minutes to do that. Indeed. Yeah. It's resonating on the own frequency, you know. So we take time out at 11.11 to tap into the unison of that meditative uh, vibratory tone in the universe. Omni Padme Om is the balance between the masculine and the feminine principles, the, the right and the left hemisphere of our brain bringing us into order and balance. So we take time out at 11.11, and we form this quantum mind, this unified mind where, you know, all things, like the brother was saying, that fertile soil when you drop that seed into the ground and it manifests and brings forth life. Okay? Thought forms and patterns are the same thing. Okay? So this is the most opportune time that we feel we can unify as one, our intent forcibly into reality. Okay, family, so pay yourself, find yourself in a dark place, feet flat to the floor, back straight, all right? Tip of the tongue on the roof of the mouth, eyes closed, pulling in the air from the abdominals, exhaling, omni me on, we shall be back shortly. Indeed.
until I get done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what time? What time of day were you going? Oh gosh, I think it was ten fourteen a.m. Ten fourteen. Okay. Um, you had you have you have have you ever had an issue with your lower digestive tract? You know, constipation, uh, um, gas in your, um, yeah. your bowel movement. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, well, that, yeah, that's a serious issue there. Well, as you get older, you know, you're going to need to keep that in order. Uh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, cleaning I out. Colonic. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> cleaning out your uh, intestines. Yeah, not just colonic. They got food out there that breaks up the colon plaque that water can't break up. That's in your yeah. Uh, yeah, you need some of that. Because you have Saturn in Virgo, which rules that part of the body, the whole lower digestive tract. And it's in the eighth place. So, you know, they're, they're, you could develop a blockage there in your in your elder years. You know, you Whoa. want you might want to look into that, all right? Um, you okay. have a question? Like right now, I, I, something I said uh, uh, speaks to you, right? Especially because you have Venus at three degrees of Sagittarius, which meant that yesterday, uh, some opportunity for growth and development or opportunity to improve your situation manifested itself. However, it couldn't have been very large because at the exact same time that that is going on, Saturn is sitting right <laughs> on your Venus. So that's your relationships, your people that you depend on for cooperation and assistance, and that has shown itself to be not very reliable in the last three or four months or so, is correct? Correct. And what about your your ability to travel through the land? Is that hampered or or, any way? Your car issues or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, understand (laughs) these stresses and strains are um, what you promised that you would endure and overcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's where those are the times that you're in. And, you know, um, I know that you have have, having an Aquarius ascendant and with uh, Scorpio in the 10th place that you're not very satisfied with your living conditions, right? You want to move or uh, refurbish the house or something, and that's a very strong issue going on. Definitely, when they were talking about that uh, Costa Rica thing earlier in the show, that really was like, whoa, I've been kind of thinking stuff like that lately. Well, that's a a hell of an idea. It's a very good move to make. And, uh, you know, any foreign investment, all rich people do it. So it's not like something that is extraordinary and and, and uncommon at the same time to ignore the opportunity to engage and stuff would definitely be a stifle. There are benefits in owning uh, land and on foreign soil. You know, it doesn't get taxed by the United States government. You can put it in a trust and live Mm -hmm. by it and things things of that nature. So, um, you know, I I appreciated that gem that they dropped, too. You had a question with regard to your charge? No. You you wanted me to go in where I went. We're going going to be bringing those, uh, those brothers and sisters on the show as well to let them speak directly to you um, maybe uh, early, maybe Tuesday of next week we'll do that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they got it laid out, and it's just so much more information. They're very knowledgeable, 
just about investment, um, pooling resources, you know what I'm saying? And they actually got out there and did it, you feel me, rather than talk about it. So we look forward to sharing that information and introducing you to this family, powerful, powerful brothers and sisters. Yeah, because um, I had a friend that um, studied abroad there, and he was telling me about Lyman, Costa Rica, Lyman, Lyman. And yes. he said that when he said that would be a good fit for me because we went to um, high school together. So when he went down there, and then I told him about where I am in my life right now, he suggested that. And then you came and said that you had some people that you linked up with. I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. Doing day natural. Yeah. I dropped a link in the chat room. Um, I would definitely suggest that you check them out. You know what I'm saying? In the meantime, mm-hmm. before we get them on. Okay. Uh, I'll spell it for you real quick. Okay. Give me one second. Um, I'm going to put it in my yeah, text. They definitely got their thing together. Mm. Okay, can I'm I know who this is now? <laughs> Andrea. Andrea, you did a reading for me years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, I do not remember you. <laughs> and you said something about my car then, my, my transportation situation. Wow. Well. Uh, it was an aspect to your Jupiter at that time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about two years ago. You're, you're mm-hmm. in a Jupiter return, too. This year is like, uh, uh, was your opportunity year. And to, uh, especially um, when it came to legal, contractual, or cooperative venture. So, um, that and because your cusp is late in Leo, like 25 degrees, that's all excellent for where Jupiter is right now at 12 degrees. It gives you like another four or five months to construct, execute, and reap the benefit of um, some endeavor that involves contractual work or legal paperwork, you know? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, there, there's a, uh, this is an opposition to, to Mars when you was born. So it points to... Uh, uh, you have no excuses for ever rushing anything because when you don't act, when you don't plan and execute your plan according to time strategy and 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 chronological appropriation, <laughs> you run into all kinds of confusion and, and and pitfalls. So you you have to plan things out. Having that sun in Capricorn, you know, with Mars here too, you know, very quick in your decision making mentally, very slow to announce it. You know, with your overly cautious self, all right? <laughs> and, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good thing. I'm not saying that in ridicule, even though I put it in humorous tone, okay? Um, you know, your, 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 your fort is planning things out, and especially those things that have to deal with well, uh, your finances, you know? You got yeah, okay. Chiron and Taurus. You can never have enough money, in your opinion. Oh, I just won the lotto for a million, and I'm still going to make my chauffeur stopped because I saw a quarter rolling on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. I picked up Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. 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 So let me give you the spelling of this website. D-U-E. Are you ready? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. D-U-E. Yes. D-U-E-N-D-E-N-A-T-U-R-A-L. Dot com, Duende Natural. Okay. okay. Gotcha. I got it. And everything is laid out. Yes, indeed. 
All right. Mm-hmm. So give thanks. Well, the best, I give thanks. Oh, right. definitely give thanks, guys. You're always rocking. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. All right. Let us go to the uh, Skype caller, the 111 caller. Caller from the 111. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to No Ledge. Hello? Greetings. Peace. Peace. Um, I was just calling. I was just calling to say, um, what up to everybody? Um, um, is he still doing? Is um, brother Aku still doing um reading? Sure. Okay. Um, July thirteenth, nineteen eighty four. Oh, you guys just got together and decided to make me feel old today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you? Do you know what time you was born? Huh? Oh, oh, no, no, I don't. Okay, you said July 13th or July 14th? I'm not sure if I wrote No, that. 13th, 1-3. Okay, I got you. All right, so you don't know what time of day you were born. I'm going to have to use the information. No. Um, before the age of 15, you were either wounded or fell ill. You ever had to go to the hospital for something? You had your teeth pulled? Your, uh, do you feel pain in, in your side? Have you experienced pain in your side or anything like that? I need to know what part of the body experienced the pain or the healing process or the therapeutic process. Fifteen? Before the, before the age of 15. Okay. Sinus, allergies, headaches, head injury, sore throat, strep throat, laryngitis, earache, uh, stomach acid, reflux. Uh, issues with the chest, heart murmur at birth, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, any infections, um, skin eruptions, tumors, or cysts, or anything dealing like that, uh, or, or injuries, uh, or stitches. I broke asthma, I had asthma, and an injury. Uh, I, I, my hand went through. My hand went through a, 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 a. My hand went through a window, and I had to um, get stitches. Was that the right hand? Yeah, it was the right hand. Yeah, good. So we got you. All right, I'm going to tell you, I can only give you a margin of time. I don't have time right now to um, find your actual moment, right? Find your 1,440 minutes in a day, and to find your specific one takes quite a bit of um, combing, right? So I can't get that, but we can pretty much say that you're a Scorpio rising, you, uh, one of your grandparents, your grandmother specifically, she's a little lady, uh, um, or, or short and, and very feisty, very determined and, and direct in her expression, you know, um, she, she would have had to run the home too, okay, um, you have here, oh, you had a scar on your face or head too, from that issue? No, just my hand, I had stitches. Okay, all right. Well, all right, that's so why I got this. Well, we know that it's either uh, Virgo or Scorpio. I'm pretty sure that it's uh, Scorpio because of the asthma, inflammation of the lungs, right, fluid in the lungs, all right? Um, but uh, let me see now. Uh, this, this I would have to ask you because when I put Scorpio at the ascendant, we got the moon in, in, in Capricorn at the last degree, but Scorpio is still rising when it moves into Aquarius. So this will give me an idea how deep in the Scorpio you are. Uh, I'll need you to describe for me. Was your mother strict or was she more detached emotionally from you and your upbringing? Um, 
like a little bit in between. Well, then I'm going to leave it in Capricorn and put you at the beginning of Scorpio here. You had lessons to learn recently about impulse and and, and the way you pursue your desires, specifically over the last uh, two years, about two years, a year and a half ago. You ran into some difficulty. uh, uh, I don't know if this affected your teeth or bones in any way, because if it didn't manifest physically, it sure did uh, when it comes to your desire uh, to relocate or get a new job. So yeah, that was the theme in the last three years? Oh, wow. You're on point. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Your your, your mm-hmm. financial situation just went through a sudden fluctuation because Saturn just neared your Uranus. However, it went retro and it's going back into Scorpio. So in about uh, January, December or January, of this year coming up, when Saturn runs over your Uranus, your ability to travel is going to be challenged, seriously. And it would behoove you to make sure that whatever vehicle you're using or any travel plans you have, that everything is in place and secure to be able to withstand a challenge that may very well disrupt that from occurring, okay? Um, I do see here you have a, a, a very strong uh, inclination to write. I don't know, would that be fiction? Uh, a journal or what, but you're, uh, you do creative writing or some form? Yeah, a little bit. I'm doing something. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you, yeah, opportunities to make, uh, to, to make money from that and grow and expand with that regard um, are abounding and have been since Jupiter moved into your 10th place. All right? Like I said, Jupiter is on your Mercury station right now as we speak. Because Jupiter is at 12 degrees, so that means uh, you've been doing drawing, writing recently. Time to bring them things to the public eye, champ, and do it and do it ASAP. Is it, and if you only have five or six pieces or five or six examples, whatever you have, put it out there. And if it needs more, continue to make more. But while Jupiter is only going to be in your place of, of of public notoriety, fame, and recognition for like the next five, four or five months, and then it's going into Virgo. Then it goes into your 11th place. You would need assistance uh, through network or friends as opposed to being able to do it autonomously. You understand that? So if you wait okay. till next year, it ain't going to be as easy. It ain't going to be all you. <laughs> you know, it could be all you now. But uh, uh, if you wait until next year, then you're going to need assistance and uh, other people. So it may very well manifest if you do it now. Those other people come in and you have the benefit of their presence when Jupiter moves into Virgo. Either way, but you having foreknowledge now can make a conscious decision as to how you want to execute that, you know. But uh, to publish that book or them, those works that you're writing or drawing need be done. And, the, and all the hesitation and and lack of energy when it comes to finishing it that you might be experiencing, man, you gotta ignore that because you know it just so happens that Jupiter comes through your tent. That means benefits come to you through the public, through public interaction, or through superiors like father figures, landlords, you know. So like, if you wanted to work a deal, if you're working, you want to raise. This would be an excellent time. The, the, the very next three days would be an excellent time to put in for that request for a promotion or raise or because Jupiter in the 10th place in the ancient days, they said that this brings favor with, from the king. So, they, and therefore, it brings favor from your superiors or those who are in a position to bestow on you uh, spontaneously or, 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 or immediately something that will assist and aid you in your advancement. Advancement. You get me? Okay. 
right. Any other questions? Um, do you do private reading? Because um, I was going to Yes, I sir. That's to... what I do for a living. Indeed. Why don't you take my number down? And, okay. And, what is it? And let me impart it to the rest of the people by virtue of this um, exchange. All right? Um, my phone number is 516-881-6992. Okay? Um, I, you call me between 1 and 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay, and the, the the reading doesn't have to occur in that parameter, but I'm very busy. Okay, <laughs> and 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 my schedule is open whenever there's not a slot there to, to fill it. So if you call me and you're ready for the reading, we can do it. But um, I also work through PayPal, so just call me and get the uh, um information between one and seven, and we'll set up the appointment. I'll let you know what we have to do to get the um, fee to me. Okay. Hello. Thank you, thank you, caller. Yeah. Let me see what happened. I had the brother's line dropped, um, but I'm quite sure that he got this information. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's go to caller from the two o two two o two seven three five two o two seven three five. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge. Thank you. Peace, God. Um, Peace. Thank you for, for taking my call. Peace. Um, Absolutely. I would like, <laughs> thank you. I would like to ask um, in general um, to the brother the sign Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. Pronouncing not, it. You're pronouncing it. It's not a sign, first of okay. all. It's a constellation. Constellation. You want, you want yes. clarity on that? You want to know why that is or why it is not part of the astrological pantheon and blah, 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 right? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, all right. Now, you know, people who advocate that these constellations are not in the right places and, you know, they 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 understand it from an astronomy point of view, okay? You have to understand that the traditional signs were set in place long before we were able to even write them down. They were passed down by word of mouth and through a griot um, type of, uh, 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 from father to son or from a, from master to apprentice, okay, and until the invention of writing, and then these things were taken. And we know this because we find the bones and relics and all that other stuff, okay. Well, man has always used 12 signs. I mean, pardon me, at one time there were 10. Okay. Then they broke it into twelve when they when they got the geometry from the Egyptians, and that was able to uh, advance the science to there being twelve. As it stands, um, there are eighty-eight constellations in the sky. So they want to use Orpheus because the ecliptic, you know, the the motion of the sun and the earth is not a stable thing. It's slowly, very slowly. One degree every 7,200 years changes. The ecliptic moves across, you know, through the heavens, the, the apparent path of the sun. So now, because Orpheus's foot, <laughs> which man made his foot, right, um, is now on the ecliptic, they want to make that one of the signs of the zodiac. You know, what they fail to realize is that they don't understand the science enough to, the Scorpio rules the genitals. And the reproductive organs. And people who have, let's say, the planet Mars there, they receive a mark on that part of the body or or, or, or experience a, 
a, a fever. Women that have it often, often nine times out of ten, have cesareans as opposed to natural childbirth. One, one or all of their deliveries are done by cesarean because Mars represents the incision. Now, when Mars is in Sagittarius, the Sagittarius is the, is the part of the body it indicates the part of the body that has to do with our mobility. That's a man on top of a horse. Our legs. Our upper legs and our buttock muscles, those muscles responsible for jumping, leaping, running, okay? And those parts of the body. When Mars is in that sign, the scar appears or the mark or the fever occurs in this part of the body. Now, this is what gives me. When Mars is in Orphucus, what part of the body is being bothered? See, what comes in between the genitals and the thighs? Nothing, okay? Mm. <laughs> So what they can, you can chop the zodiac up, however, into as many pieces as you want. The Hindus use a nakshatra system that has 27 mansions and 27 stars or 27 signs, okay, which has ought to do with the constellation. You have to understand this. When we were, when the, when the, when the, when the Romans and the and the Greeks received this culture from the Egyptians, and they were translating it into Latin and Greek and things of this nature, okay, there was certain essence of the uh, of the science was lost, and certain com- uh, uh, components of the cosmogony were not handed to them. So there's a lack of understanding as to what the signs and the constellations are. You have to understand that the signs are purely an emanation of the sun. It has nothing to do with any of the stars outside of our solar system. The Earth goes around the sun in a way that uh, it is closer or further from the sun every day. It gets a little bit closer until it starts moving away, and then every day it gets a little bit closer. It's never the same distance from the sun on any two given days. When we say that the Earth is 93 million miles from the planet Earth, we are giving a, uh, a uh, an approximation. Because it is it is eight thousand or eight eighty thousand I'm not sure eight or eighty thousand miles closer during the uh, winter time and, uh, on um, January the third or fourth when the, when the when the uh, when the sun and and um, Sirius the dog star Sirius are in opposition and it is it is conjunct the sun during July the fourth so when you understand the motion of that. And how no matter where you put the sun on that circle, it's only 360 degrees. If you want to use Orphucus, go ahead. <laughs> do, do you understand? The, what, the, what the 230th degree of the zodiac represents is not going to change if you call it Orphucus, if you call it Sagittarius, or if you call it Scorpio. It's not going to change the characteristic that a planet carrying through it is going to go. So really, to put it shortly with that long explanation, it really doesn't matter how many signs of the Zodiac there are. You know, at one time there were 10. The Egyptians used 36. The, the Hindus used 27 to this day. They all commonly use the 12 as well. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. You know, but to say Orphucus is a sign simply because it sits there, excuse me, is, is, is irrelevant because Orion or Orion is, is right there. Under between Taurus and Gemini, 
you see? So mm-hmm. why don't they make, why, why isn't there 14 signs then? And then Serpentis, don't forget, Serpentis is right there next to Libra, so well, why, why not 15 signs of the Zodiac? Okay, well, there's, a, a, you know, uh, uh, there's another, uh, um, uh, Cassisopia, which is in Aries. That, you know, these things are what we call deacons in astrology or parts of the sign. And Orphucus is the third deacon of, uh, pardon me, the first deacon of Sagittarius. It is the constellation that marks the first deacon of Sagittarius. Now, you have a thing called the precession of the equinoxes that causes all of the constellations to drift at one degree every 72 years away from the spring equinox. So now when it's spring, it's the first day of Aries tropically, but it's the um, like the 24th day of Pisces on the tropical blend. So you have some uh, 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 astrologers that argue that the sun is actually in Pisces and not in, in Aries. Those that say that it's in Pisces, sure, it's in the constellation of Pisces, but it is not in the sign of Pisces. The signs are rays of the sun. Whereas the constellations are groups of stars that are of varying distances. Every star you see in the constellation of Taurus is not even near as close as some of the other stars there. You know, in other words, some of the stars we're looking at are further away than the than the brightest ones we've seen. You see, so the the constellation and the composition of the constellation was just a convenience that we used back in the Roman Empire when the transfer of authority went from Egypt to Rome, when it went from mm-hmm. Alexandria to Rome. And that uh, 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 zodiac at that time, 285 B.C., the, the, the constellations and the signs of the zodiac were in alignment. Well, now they are 24 degrees off of 20, damn near 25 degrees off of alignment. And every 72 years, that, uh, uh, that gap expands. It doesn't take away from the nature of the spring, which is Aries, you see. Earth springs forth mm-hmm. with life bursts forth uh, uh, um, in the spring. So that is the sign of Aries. And it is that frequency of solar emanation that we receive from the sun at that distance that actually splits the seas and the heat that, that melts the snow and brings forth the air. So the signs are based on the seasons or the declinations of the sun. They're not based on uh, the constellations. We use the constellations uh, uh, more than 1,800 years ago to... Um, how can you say, to to mark the position at that time. But since that time, the constellations have drifted. That doesn't change the fact that the signs are still there. Now, we get argument from this from other astrologers, but I always go back to the fact that, okay, you say Mars is in Pisces, I say it's in Aries. Well, universally, they all agree that Pisces rules the feet. Using sidereal astrology, you cannot use that. Mm-hmm. You see, you can't, because if I'm using sidereal, and I say that Pisces is the feet, if I have Mars at 20 degrees Pisces, I'm really going to have a, a cut on my face, which is ruled by Aries. We should show the sidereolists that the tropical zodiac is physically true, where the sidereal zodiac is more subjectively, spiritually, and mentally so. I use them both. You see, I don't mm-hmm. differentiate. You know, I, I use both my hands. I love them both. I'm not going to pick my right over my left. So it's the same thing astrologically. Uh, my right hand is stronger than my left because I use it more, but I'm not in any position 
to say that my left hand is more superior than my right or I'd rather lose my, I'd rather not lose either of them. So it's the same way astrologically. I'm more proficient in the tropical because it shows physical correspondences and I've specialized my study in finding those correspondences that happen in the physical world so they can't be disputed, you know. When you look at a person's chart, you tell them where their scars are. They can't say the astrology is not true. So from from that perspective, I build from the physical to the spiritual. And if anyone was to get a Vedic reading from me, you know, then we would get to that point where we start to examine those. But, you know, that's hours of calculation. And um, it's it's not as easily imparted as as I would like it to be. But do you understand? Did you get the explanation? Uh, yes, sir. Thank you very much. That that was a very in-depth um, explanation. I I probably wouldn't get it from anywhere else. So I greatly thank you. Uh, thank you. You have a good night, Mama. Thank you. Thank you. Give me a question. I'm sure that a lot of people benefited from that. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go to the seven one eight, y'all. Take it down to the seven one eight seven one eight eight five six seven one eight eight fifty six. Peace to you and yours. Are you there? Greetings. Peace. Um, peace. Hey. Like to get a quick reading. Um, sure. it's November eighteenth, nineteen seventy seven, and I was born five thirty p.m. Wow. Got all this Scorpio going on here, huh? November eighteenth, seventy seven. You said. Yeah. Okay, what was the time again? 5.30 p.m. Okay. That's Aries or Taurus rising. I know that already, but, uh... Taurus, you, um... You experienced pain or injury in your lower leg before the age of 15 or, or in your teens? In my... Um, Upper uh, leg, pardon me. Thigh or hip? Yeah. Probably yeah, I was okay. like... So, yeah, so even though you're a Scorpio, even though you're a 26-degree Scorpio sun, you're a seventh-house Scorpio, which means that the sign of Scorpio, the sun was setting when you were born, all right, and the sign of Taurus was rising. So your avatar, your physical self, and your emotional worldly experiences all uh, come from and are described by Taurus at the Ascendant. So you are a Taurus rising with the sun in Scorpio or simply a seventh house Scorpio. Partnership and sexual partnerships and sudden endings over uh, 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 sex or, or loyalty and fidelity in relationships is the theme here that I'm seeing, man. You know, I have no doubt you've experienced some um, turbulence in your relationship in the just the last uh, year or so as uh, uh, Saturn rolled over your sun degree. And so did you just have some serious issues in your relationship, man, in the last two years? No, not really. I wanna, I can't identify with that. Okay, well, if it, it doesn't just point to the partner. It points to associations as well as uh, business partnerships. So if there was any, there's been no stifling, delaying, or inhibiting energy in the last year or so with regards to any connections or partnerships you have in that realm either? Not that I can think of. I got to think. But, nah. Everything okay. is cool. Well, at the, at, very well. You know, the, uh, Saturn isn't done with his run there. So, you know, it, it may very well manifest, may very well not. 
All right, you're not born with a bad aspect between uh, Saturn and your um, and your Sun degree. They're in a super sextile, or they sextile by sign. Difficulties it indicates difficulties in 2007. Uh, like in the middle of 2007 into the 2008, or restabilization of the employment situation, whether for better or for worse. Is that accurate? Um, 2007. 2007, yeah. 2008. 2008. Um, probably. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying okay. To well, let me ask you what you want to um, what you want to, to be addressed, bro. Because uh, Saturn just came over your son, represents some form of loss, difficulty, inhibition. You said nothing like that happened whatsoever. And, you know, and because it's in the place of partnership, did an in-law pass away in the last year or so? No. Um, no, a cousin of mine passed away. Okay. Did, was this cousin very close to you? Yeah, yeah. At yeah. one time, were y'all bosom buddies like partners? Yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah. Well, that's exactly what it's pointing to. But uh, I didn't want to discuss death. You know, uh, we we opened up with that. I didn't want to dwell on it. But Scorpio and Saturn moving through Scorpio with Pluto in Capricorn definitely points to death. Okay? I said delay or loss, trying to give you the softest part of Saturn when you have received the heavier part of it. There was a, a unusual or uh, foul growth. This person had cancer. No, no, no. Well, was the it had to be had to deal with Scorpio part of the body. So uh, prostate, uh, reproductive organs. You know, they, uh, well, they they passed away in a like a fire. So wow. It wasn't, I would never know. I would have never took that from there because your Mars isn't even there. Your Mars is in Leo, but you're going through a Saturn square right now. Anyway. Okay, so that points to difficulties, uh, and because Saturn was in your fourth house when you were born, you're not satisfied with your living conditions, you want to move, you want to relocate or uh, advance and expand your base of operations, that there are certain things in the way or not allowing you to do that at this time? Well, That's I got to get the Saturn money up conjunct- a little. <laughs> that, is, that is Saturn conjuncting your sun degree in Scorpio, bringing you these... Uh, um, how can I say delays, obstructions, and uh, and difficulties? All right. Um, at the at the very at the very at, I would say on average, like you know, not, not very prominent, but it affects um, travel. And because it's in Sagittarius and that's your eighth place, then you and your partner, any joint venture that deals with travel, long distance, or um, publication or school debt. These things can easily come into prominence prominence over the next two or three years. Oh, okay. Indeed. All right. Anything like them with business or? Well, your tenth house um, is is free of any motion by transit, but its ruler is um, its ruler at this time is in Aries, so it is through a corporation, company, or Employee, employment. You, you, you are uh, you employed? No, no, no. I'm starting a new business right now, a new business venture. So, trying to not. Okay. Well, you know, bro. Um. Yeah, I see you. 
Are you just formulating it now, or are you actually putting your monies into it to to, to see it no, flourishing? Well? No, it's about to be executed. So. Okay, well, why don't why don't you wait? <clears throat> Take my advice. Wait, use that time because Saturn says the structure. All right, to 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 establish structure and to restructuralize things. Right, to plan and format. So make sure that your business plan, your format, and everything is in order. And I wouldn't do it while Saturn is retro going into Scorpio so close to your sun degree. The sun points to all creative venture and all that you put your creativity into. And because that's in the seventh place, there's no doubt in my mind that this is the partnership that um, I'm referencing. Right? You just, you're not doing that by yourself, right? You have partners or, or, or people that are uh, whom you depend on for mutual assistance in yeah. this endeavor. Okay, so Saturday say it just hasn't happened yet. That's all. That's why you're like, no, nah, you can't recall anything like that. Saturn's going to come back to your sun degree. Okay, actually it's going to come back to 28 degrees, but it's going to come back in the Scorpio. That is in June. So between uh, uh, June and September of this year, Saturn will be back in Scorpio, and you'll see that uh, it will be more opportune for you to, to to lay your structure, your plan, and your format down and use Saturn's energy in Scorpio because you are one and because your sun is, like, right there, 26 degrees, 20, damn near 26 and a half, okay? And um, something else, too, well, we, you know, being at the end of, Taurus, I have to ask you this. You, have, you, you never injured your, e, your knees or had any teeth full? Um, yeah, I had teeth full before. Yeah, that's what we should have used right there because I don't think Taurus works with you, man. So watch this now that we corrected it, right? So the difficulty didn't come through partnership. You lost your job. <laughs> no, 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 not that. I don't lose you a job. You quit your job or something dealing with employment? Yeah, not, not like just stepped away. Like I want to do my own thing. But okay, well, that's still the same thing. Yeah. You experienced... More uh, a little bit more difficulty with that decision than you expected. Yeah. Well, that is a hard decision. But. Well, it went on for me, but uh, uh, I can understand your situation. You have a family, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So watch now that we corrected it, right? So if we were to go with the Taurus rising, right, then... Um, There's, there's nothing there which is uh, of great concern with regard to the first child. But when we go to Gemini rising, it indicates that the first child was not delivered. Was the first pregnancy a success or a failure? No, a success. The child is alive? Yeah. So there was no abortion there? No. Wow, man, we're going to have to look really... I'm not used to not catching people on like this, right? But we don't have your ascending degree. I wouldn't take anything that I said that I just said. I would recant all that because I made that based upon the fact that Taurus is rising. And from what your response to the Taurus rising reading, rising reading, <clears throat> I can't give you. I can't, I can't say with confidence that Taurus should be there, and therefore I can't say that all that I said pertaining it to it pertains to you. You understand that? Okay. Because it would displace everything by two and a half years or by five years if I'm two signs off, you're ascending, or by seven and a half years if I'm three signs off. So we need to find your ascendant sign. 
Oh. And I don't know whether it's between the teeth being pulled or the pain you said you had in your um in your upper leg or your hip. So we would have to evaluate that. Because if you're not a sixth house, a set part of me, seventh house Scorpio, then that renders the whole reading invalid. And and that's the thing with astrology too. People come into it with the preconceived notion that the uh, we're supposed to know everything. Well, you you got my birthday right there. Well, actually, we need the birth date, birth time, and birth place for this demonstration. For me to give you an air as to what's moving through your houses, I don't need to know what place you were born, but I do need the time. And since you don't know that, we have to. To figure it out. No, That's the time is... It takes anywhere from 20 minutes to uh, 45 minutes. You understand? Oh, so the time is not... Because I'm on my birthday. The time birth of birth, I would four, say, is equally as important as the date of birth. And it was really deep there that the, the time of birth, as it is recorded on the birth certificate, is not always exact. It is commonly okay. anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes old. But at least oh, it gives okay. us a starting point, you know? we I have in my mind two starting points with you. Pluto in the in the fifth place does indicate the loss of the first child, and I'm wondering, like, you know, <laughs> if uh, if there are any children that you don't know about, you know, and uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's what yeah. I don't know. I don't know, so I don't know. No, I understand that, and there's a yeah. way to find these things out that we that we're lacking in, but there, we don't have time for that here. Yeah. Yeah, so so trust what I just said, man. Don't take what I said with that reading, because I'm not even sure if you're if you're a Taurus rising, and I would only ensure that what I said was accurate if uh, Taurus was right. If I knew and could verify that. Yeah, but you had it on point with the hip, though. I was like 17 or 18. You said like early teens. When you injured was, what? No, with my hip. Like I banged okay, my well, hip. Okay, well if that's I, you were 17, so no, the the. There was, was there was nothing 18. before that. No, I was like seventeen or eighteen. I can't remember exactly what age. No, but there was okay, nothing before that. There was no serious that. pain, injury, or or medical process before that. Um, uh, not dealing with pain, but I had, I had surgery, but not it wasn't pain. No, surgery is even more important. On what part of the body did you have surgery? Neck. Your neck. Yeah. Wow. Did that happen before the pain, before 17 or 18? Yeah, that was before. Yeah, well, you know something, man? I wish you'd have said that in the beginning. Look how much time we done spent doing this here. <laughs> nah. Your first your first child was a girl? No, a boy. So let me take the moon out of there. Okay, so you said you had surgery on the, on the neck. What, was your tonsils removed? No, nah, it was just like... Like a mask collecting water, so it wasn't no. They just it have was to still an operation of surgery yeah. on the neck, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This moves. This moves everything. This moves that whole chart, man, by 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 more than six hours. Okay. So it changes the. But an operation on the neck, you've the ascendant, makes you very desirous of partnership and all uh, your marriage. In fact, you feel like that was your purpose on this planet. You spent time with one of your grandparents, aunts or uncles away from home in your in your childhood before before adulthood. My uh, financial situation suddenly changed with our uh, uh, relationship. You have what they call uh Uranus in the second house of spontaneous money degree. So uh, uh gambling and lottery and shit like that is, is is you're lucky in that area. But for the last three years there has been some economic crunch. Now, does that sound more like you? That's 
sounds more like me, but I don't know about the gambling part, but if I'm lucky with that, I'll Playing lottery, gambling, investing money, all of it is speculation and gamble. Astrologically, I can't tell the difference between you betting on the horses or you investing in the train. Well, I'm going to start doing it then. (laughs) Yeah, you should. No, you should. You have Venus and, because Venus is there, might be your partner, but, um... Through yeah, if that, if that sounds more like you, like for example, you go by a nickname too. Yeah, plenty of nicknames. Yeah, so that's Neptune in the third, Jupiter in, in Cancer tenth. Uh, is this business you're getting ready to go into? Does it deal with caretaking and or or, or, or providing like restaurateur? No, more like hospitality? apparel. Huh? Dealing with apparel. I didn't. I still didn't. Apparel, understand. clothing, clothing. Oh, clothing. Okay. Well, uh, is it women's clothing? Oh, it's gonna be. It'll be unisex. Mostly. Yeah. Well, you got you got Jupiter and Cancer. That's benefits to women and feminine things. You got the uh, uh, the ruler of that and Pisces that are trying with with Venus and Uranus. So it's not just clothing. I wouldn't limit myself to that, bro. You have uh, opportunity for benefit through machinery, through technology, electrical products, and things of that nature. And with Jupiter trining that, that would be a hell of a uh, advancement for you. So, so investment in, in technology or uh, man-made things, things that are aluminum, or dealing with that, na- having to do with that nature, you know. Um, I think now that we have Libra at the ascendant, you, um, you're not very good with criticism from your partner, you know. You, you do a lot to please her, man. You go way out the way. Um, there was some issues with one of your elders, un- uncles or aunts, were in, had issues with their heart or spine. Oh, no, spine. Heart or spine? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. Okay. Nah. Well, I, 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 you know, I see it all. What about a mother? Could that count? No, your mom's is described by, uh, in this chart, the moon in, in Pisces and uh, the fourth cusping cat. So I would say, yeah, well, that works. Your mom worked with textiles? She sew? Oh, that wasn't her main job, but she does so Yeah, yeah she does not okay. as well. Now I know we got the right chart. So now I can tell you with confidence, you got a Libra rising. So the, uh, this business venture that you got into, did it have a lot of contracts, got a lot of paperwork involved? Oh, I didn't start it yet, but it will, though. It will, it yeah, will. This, this eclipse that just occurred occurred in your face. And one degree from um, one degree from your Pluto degree. So you, you definitely done made it a market decision to uh, uh, improve your, your condition now um, and with the assistance of your partner, right? being newly implemented into this program? Yeah. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.